Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. You know, Ephraim. You know how it is when you're in a relationship. And there's ups and downs. There's times when you want to give up on them, but then you think about all the good times, even though there's really never been any good times. Mm, hello, that's me in the Lions. So therefore, I say, Ah-em. "Hello, it's me. I've been wondering why I stuck." By this team, because it should have been over a long time ago. And so they stuck with me, and now I have to go with the Rams. But then again, hello from the west side. Hello. I'm running out of words here. (laughs) Don't laugh at me, Alex. I'm back, I think. (laughs) You're I've been ridiculous. checking in on You're my old team. Ridiculous. I've been stalking them on Facebook and Instagram. I even slid on the Lions DM, Ephraim. So I'm going to keep the Rams hat on to make sure they stay honest with me. Feel sick. And keep winning games and looking good and dominant. But I had to dust off an old jersey. You don't get to do that. No? Okay? No. No? Can't you can't it. show up to work 
in a Lions jersey after you have vehemently disowned it, even though you grew up a, a a stone's throw from where they play. That is true. All these years. Too many years. Through the 0-16 season. Paper bag on my head. Through the forcing of Barry Sanders to retire and no longer want to be there. Broke my heart. Same for Megatron, Calvin Johnson. Have his jersey on now. And through the course of us doing this show together, everything you've said has been, I don't want them anymore. I didn't. Honey, I don't. Honey, I this don't think. isn't going to work. It's not you. It's me. Listen, when you are in a relationship, there are ups and downs. You break up. You get back together. You say, oh, 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 we're not together. But you know you really are. That's all that's been going on. So that's what you think has been going on. That is what's been going on. So I'm not fully committed right now. We're working on things. We're, we're seeing if this can work out right now. Because remember what I told you? What did you tell me? I forbid you to give up on your team. I you told did. you, you are from Detroit. You are a Detroit Lions fan. No ifs, ands, or but. No, I'm with the Rams. I'm with, I said, no. You see the hat. Detroit. I see the hat. But Make sure the people, this the is radio world. So currently I have on a Megatron jersey, which I had to give up prematurely because like Barry Sanders, he retired. Yes. Mind you, they have all this good football left. They retire on the Lions. Clearly they know something that I didn't know as a fan about the Lions. And then they decide to go and be bad again and hire Matt Patricia and things weren't working out. But now they've beaten Aaron Rodgers. They've got a victory today over the Dolphins. They ran the ball for 200 yards. I haven't seen them run the ball since like 98 for over 200 yards. So I'm just saying, I have children, well, a child and one that will be born on Tuesday mm-hmm. here. So therefore, the L.A. Rams hat, and I'm just saying. So who are your kids going to be fans of? They're going to be fans of the Rams. I will not allow my kids to suffer as I did. I will may I possibly may continue the suffering. That's disgusting. But that's I will like, bring them like, into the that's suffering. That's like having kids. And getting married to someone else and telling your kids not to like your new wife. That's what no, you're doing. No, That's no, what no. you're doing. See, I didn't see I didn't say they couldn't enjoy That's it. That's like, what oh, you're doing. They can say, Oh, that was a cute victory for you're the Lions. You're telling your kids to not like your new wife. They can say that was a cute victory. They can pinch the cheeks of the new wife, but they always had to love mama. Disgusting. So with that being said, a lot of football to get into. Thank you, Will. I appreciate that. Um, dear friend. I also owe you money. Yes. Well, let's go back. I don't want to. So, we made a wager. We did. On the Sunday night game last Sunday. Which I basically wanted to just buy you a meal. You wanted to do was like, hey, look, every Sunday you come in here and you have your Cheesecake Factory, you have your brunch combo, and let's bet that. I need you to vary it up a bit, though. No, I'm good. Mix it up. I'm good. I have it once a week. I'm good. Let's bet that, right? If, if if I win, if Kansas City wins, then you buy me a meal. If New England wins, I'll buy your brunch combo. I said, all right, bet. Let's do that. So I go home and watch the great game. It was. Back and forth. I'm like, woof, okay. But when it came down to it, did I have any doubt that Tom Brady would pull it out? 
Like he always does? No. And you know what? I didn't even have any doubt. Because as I was making the bet with you on air, I went, I might as well just order your brunch now and tell yeah. them to have it ready in a week. So I want to I want to tell the people what transpired. Because today I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't have to leave the house early. And, and I don't have to make a phone call. Because what I do is I order it around 1. I drive, pick it up, then bring it over and eat before we go on the air. So I said, hey, I don't have to do that. Because I want a wager, and my man Kelvin is going to take care of me. So I, this morning, so I text you at 10.34 a.m. and said, so uh, the brunch combo, uh, scrambled eggs with cheese, potatoes instead of bacon. You send me a emoji, <laughs> rolling, rolling your my eyes, eyes, rolling your eyes. And then I give you some advice. Might want to leave the house a little early today. <laughs> and then you roll back, I hate Brady. I send you the phone number to Cheesecake Factory and say you can also call and they'll have it ready for you when you get there. And then I said, never bet against that man, meaning never get bet against Brady. I think we got it. And then you said, man, I'll just bring you the cash. I'm not your servant. <laughs> and me being the nice person that I am, I said, hey, ha, 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 ha. that works too. And you was like, yeah, yeah. And then you hit me with Venmo, question mark. <laughs> and I said, nope. Bring me my cash. $13.14. Well, I Period. have your cash. I do have your cash. I hope so. You do. But I just and- want you to know and I want the world to know that I let you off the hook. You were supposed to bring it. That was part of the wager. Hold on. Who said yeah? Was that you, Alex? I didn't like I mean, all that extra. it is extra what yet. it is. I was here last week. That was the bet. I don't like all that extra. You know what? I, I I'll have to go it. back and grab the tape. Don't do that. It is okay? what it don't, is, Stay man. focused. Stay focused on the now. Like the now that Dak Prescott, by the way, when I came back in the room, you, you uh, we saw that hit. Dak did go under the tent. Yes. It looks like they're, uh, of course, concussion protocol. We'll give you the latest on that. By the way, a Todd Gurley touchdown. Uh, moments ago to give the Rams a lead 10-0 on the 49ers. So the Cowboys down 7-0. to The uh, Redskins are up on them. And uh, we'll give you updates on any other scores that are happening at the moment. But, yes, I do have your money. It's, uh, it's a good day for you that you get your money, and it's a good day that you can just laugh at my pain being a Lions kind of sort of fan. It's not kind of sort of. You're a Lions fan. Kind of sort of. They're 3-3 three and three on the year, 1-2 away from home. You, you, y'all got action. Y'all in it, okay? Well, you know, instead, the best part about this, especially the first hour, is that I don't have to talk to you all the time. <laughs> That's part of the best part. And right now, I can talk to Kenny Albert, who was uh, on the call for the Panthers at the Eagles. And what a comeback it was, Kenny, as the Panthers were down 17 nothing and end up winning 21-17. Uh, let's just get to that. Uh, at what point did they get it in gear and were able to make some moves? What was the, what was the difference? Well, it wasn't until the fourth fourth quarter. It was a seventeen nothing lead for the Eagles. It felt like it was, you know, twenty one or twenty four nothing at that point, the way the Eagles were dominating. Carolina on their first five possessions through three quarters had punted all five times. They were in position twice for field goals. Penalties took them out of field goal range both times. So with eleven minutes left it's seventeen nothing. And all of a sudden it was like a uh you know, the flip of a switch and Carolina winds up scoring three touchdowns in the last 10:41, and it, it's the biggest fourth-quarter comeback in franchise history. It was an incredible uh, turn, and Carolina winds up winning the game, and Philadelphia 
uh, drops to three and four. Now they have to travel to London on Thursday to play the Jaguars next Sunday. Yeah, and <clears throat> let's talk about Philadelphia. Um, uh, reigning Super Bowl champs had a lot of high expectations coming in. Carson Wentz coming back from injury, and they're three and four, under five hundred at this point in the season. What? What is it that you see that they need to do to be able to finish these games, being up 17 nothing in the second half? Right. You know, it's funny. I mean, through three quarters, they, they dominated on both sides of the ball. Offensively, Wentz was having a terrific day. Now they are missing a couple of running backs, Jay Ajayi and Darren Sproles, of course. But, uh, you know, Wentz and Zach Ertz had a, a big day. Olshon Jeffrey had some great plays. He scored the first touchdown, some really nice catches to extend drives. And defensively, they were getting the job done. They sacked Cam Newton a couple of times in the first half, and it was smooth sailing for the Eagles, really, through three quarters. And then all of a sudden, the Panthers turned it on in the fourth. They had a couple of long drives, and then um, there was an interception at one point. Eric Reed, you know, they called it back when the Eagles were driving towards the end of the game, but the Carolina defense wound up uh, doing a terrific job on the next couple of plays and kept the Eagles out of the end zone. Hey, Kenny, you know, when I look on the other side with the Panthers, and, and one of the things that I don't know if I'm concerned or I don't know if this is just the way they are, and that's the way and the amount of rushes. Ephraim and I have talked about this really the last few weeks, and we said that Cam Newton shouldn't lead your team in rushing. It's not as if this is college where the quarterback's going to rush 15, 20 times. He leads them uh, today again with seven. McCaffrey had seven as well attempts. I mean, is this a recipe to win for them, or can they finally get some more rushing attempts and more rushing yards from someone else? No, I agree. You're right. And I know when we spoke to North Turner yesterday, he'd, he'd like to have, you know, a nice balance, um, and that, that hasn't necessarily been the case. You know, last week, McCaffrey, they went to him four times, I think, on the first drive against Washington, and then he only carried the ball four times the rest of the game. Now, they use him in a lot of different ways because their leading receiver catches passes out of the backfield, uh, they do have Greg Olson back now who missed three games. This was his second game back, and he scored the, the game-winning touchdown, so that certainly um, you know, adds another terrific player to the passing game. But uh, they would like to have a, a bigger balance. Newton did have some nice runs today. At one point, he actually had more rushing yards, Cam, than, than passing yards. It was 38 rushing yards for Newton at one point and only 28 yards through the air. But um, he was impressive in the fourth quarter. You know, Up until then, not much, but... I think the, the biggest play of the game was a 4th and 10 with the Panthers trailing by 3. 4th uh, and 10 with about three and a half minutes left. Uh, completion to Torrey Smith, the former Eagle. That kept the, the third scoring drive alive for Carolina. All right, going forward, um, what is it that you think that Carolina needs to do to ride this wave of success and continue not playing from behind like they did today, but – not only just defensively, but offensively, you know, hitting on the the fact that they don't have a lead rusher. Do they need more balance, or is it going to be moving forward the same thing? You do, you know, passing early or, or running early, then passing late. To me, it seems like a great balance moving forward is the way for them to continue to have success. Right, and, and this is actually the second straight week they fell behind 17-0. They trailed Washington 17-0 last week, but that was for – uh, due to a couple of turnovers by the rookie DJ Moore, turned it over twice last week. Uh, they had three turnovers in the first half. Now, in today's case, it was just not being able to extend drives and punting the first five times. But yes, they probably would like more of that, uh, you know, balance with the running game. CJ Anderson barely played today. You know, he's the backup running back to McCaffrey, and 
Um, I don't think he had a catch all game long. He was in on one of their touchdowns, but uh, the ball didn't go his way. They have some good young receivers that they're starting to develop. Curtis Samuels, a second-year guy out of Ohio State, he had a rushing touchdown today. Uh, D.J. Moore, who we mentioned, their first-round pick out of Maryland. Jarius Wright has been around with Minnesota. He made some nice plays today. Devin Funches is a big target. So we are starting to see some of those other guys, aside from McCaffrey and Olsen, get involved offensively for the Panthers. Well, Kenny, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, up next will be the Ravens for the Panthers. Again, the Carolina Panthers with the victory now 4-2. and two. Thank you, Kenny. Safe travels. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, now. Hey, uh, we'll come back and talk about, we kind of joked about the Lions, but they actually did a, get a big victory, and there was a certain thing that was the key to victory. We'll tell you what that is next. It's Fox Football Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Football Sunday with your boys, Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington. We appreciate you listening, Ephraim Salam, on Twitter and KW Live for myself. Those are the ways to reach out to us right now. We're joined, we were just teasing and talking about it a moment ago, but now we're joined by Mark Schlereth to talk about those Lions in victory uh, down in Miami against the Dolphins as they win 32-21. to 21. Stink, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Doing good, man. We've, uh, we've been, so to full disclosure, I... Uh, been a Lions fans my whole life, and I, I may or may not have denounced them uh, living in L.A. Uh, and, oh, and he's so, definitely denounced them. However, I'm, I have on a jersey today. I, I think I'm back. I'm not. I, I still have a Rams hat on and a Lions jersey. I'm going through some things right now, Stink. But when I see them run the ball like this, and Ephraim, you love pitch counts. We'll yep. give you a running count. 35 attempts for 248 yards. I mean, that is a recipe for success, especially for a team like the Lions who haven't been able to run since Barry Sanders. Uh, yeah, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Even when they had Barry Sanders, they didn't really run. Like he missed, he made four guys miss in the backfield. Then he took off for eighty. You know, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to dictate the running game to anybody. That was never their style. But um, I'm with you 100. percent I mean, I, I look at what they did, and this was part of this was part of what they tried to do, what they tried to accomplish here with Matt Patricia. They certainly wanted to be able to run the football, take some pressure off of Matthew Stafford. Uh, be a little bit more balanced, be a little bit more a power team. And, um, and and they certainly accomplished that today. And it's been interesting talking to Matt Patricia and talking to them as just, you know, offensive players like Stafford, some of the guys that I talked to prepping for this game, about how they're still trying to figure out what they are, what they're good at. And that's part of the process of being a new coach and with the limited amount of time you have to, to you know, practice and all that stuff. So the bye week came at a great time for them, and you saw them – do a couple of things that they just haven't shown all season long um, from a scheme standpoint. So really good stuff by Detroit today. Do you think this is who they're going to try and be moving forward? Matthew Stafford, who's been their prolific passer since he's been in the league, only 22 uh, attempts. Is this the is this the recipe for Detroit moving forward to be a contender? I think I think it's part of the recipe. I think when you look at where Matt Patricia comes from in New England, they're going to do whatever they have to do that gives them the best chance to win. You know, it's always that make you play left-handed, look at your weaknesses and try to exploit those weaknesses. So that's always been kind of the philosophy, the philosophical approach. And you have to have smart players and people that understand, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. But that was a big, you know, that was a big talking point with Matt Patricia is we're still in this process, but we would love to take some pressure off of Matthew Stafford. We'd love to be more balanced. We'd love to be able to win multiple ways. And and that's what they try to do. And that's what they established today. You know, when I, when I look at the Lions and a couple of things come to mind, first is with Matt Patricia, what's, 
What's the thing that you would say now, here we are, what, seven games in, seven weeks in, that you'd say, I see the difference, or he's doing well, or he's maybe putting his name on this team? Yeah, I think, I just think from my standpoint, it was always kind of okay, you know, to just say, hey, we'll just leave it to our quarterback, and we're just not, you know, we don't run the ball really well, so we'll just, we'll just can it, you know, we're not going to stay committed to it, and I think the big thing for me watching this team is they're like, here, we're going to establish, this is what we're going to establish, and we're not going to give up. Like, we're going to keep working. And really interesting, you know, just talking to them about the process of, of understanding kind of what we are and putting guys in positions to win. And that was a big that was a big talking point is there's still guys that we're trying to figure out. There's still some guys that practice really well but just don't show up as well on game day. There's some guys that don't practice as well that do you know, show up on game day. So we're still trying in the process of trying to figure that out. And he was like, you just don't have the time to work on everything uh, in today's game. So, you know, the big thing was establishing and putting everything in early in the OTAs, making sure that they had all those things down. And now we're working on technique, week-to-week technique of trying to become a better football team. So um, I think they're going to be a smart team. I think they're going to be a multiple team is really what they want to establish. And that's kind of the philosophical approach to to you know what New England has been able to do over the years. All right, let's go over to the other side of the ball and Miami Dolphins. Uh, Brock Osweiler filling in for Ryan Tannehill. He's not playing bad, right? He's not playing bad. He's a spark to that offense for them. What moving forward, what, are we going to see something between Tannehill and, and Brock Osweiler in, in terms of uh, a, a controversy? I don't know that we'll we'll see him. I mean, they're very very careful with Ryan Tannehill. It doesn't feel to me like they're in a real hurry to get him back. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, the shoulder is legit. He's got an injury. He can't throw it right now. But it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of stress. I will say this about Brock. And, you know, Brock has always been a guy that throws it a little bit three-quarter arm and, you know, drops down. He's a six seven guy that throws it at, like, 5'11". But just watching him on film, the delivery of the football has been better now this year in this game and in the last game than I've ever seen. And I've followed him because he's a you know he's been a Denver Bronco, um, and he's really gotten back to working on mechanics. Really got back to not overstriding, and um, and he's doing a much better job of staying on top of the football and driving the football, um, not getting his hand underneath the football, which tends to make it sail, or not overstriding, which again lengthens his arm action. And, and and creates inaccurate throws and balls that sail on him. So I thought he drove the ball well today. I thought he played really well, um, wasn't protected great, and, uh, you know, didn't have a great running game behind him. So, um, you know, all those things considered, I think he's playing really well. Adam Gase tells me he knows the offense better than anybody else on the football team because he was in it in 2013 and 2014. So, you know, Brock, is, Brock has done a good job for them. Well, hey, Mark, we appreciate it. Safe travels, and uh, the Lions welcome Seattle into Detroit next week. That is their next appointment. Thank you, Mark. Sounds good, Appreciate guys. it, Stink. All right. Uh, real quick, uh, there was a touchdown. Lamar Jackson scores a running touchdown from about three yards out for the Ravens, so it is now 10-7 uh, with the Ravens. And Lamar Jackson over the the Saints. Lamar Jackson is kind of interesting, the way that they're using him. And and if you're you tell me when you were playing, is a quarterback, if you're Flacco, do you not mind that you anytime you kind of get in the red zone, maybe 15 yards or closer, that Lamar Jackson comes in? You hate it. That's what I thought. As a starting quarterback, as starting anything, the last thing you want to do is take 
plays off. It's all about rhythm for quarterbacks, right? So you're getting a rhythm. You're driving a team. You're driving a team. Uh, you have things. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody's working together. You have this long drive, and then you get down to the five, six-yard line, and they're like, hey, uh, you go play receiver, and we're going to bring the other quarterback in. To It, it just throws off the chemistry. And, and I, I made this point earlier in the year. They could be in the middle of a drive, and – they'll introduce this Lamar Jackson package and he may lose yards on first down. So now you have to come back in at 12 and uh, I mean, at, uh, at, at second and 12 or 13 and, and the, the, the chemistry and the rhythm you were building in the drive is off. So as a starting quarterback, you hate that. Yeah. I mean, it's the worst thing you can do in breaking your rhythm is to have someone come in for a play and run a gadget trick play and then move on. I, I just, you know, but it seems to be working for Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's had a few touchdowns already, and it it's kind of been successful for them. So it's I think, and mind you, Taysom uh, Hill, the quarterback, running back, wide receiver for the Saints, has been doing the same thing, and that's with Drew Brees, who is still Drew Brees. Right. I think it's a little different when the guy who comes in, he people, ain't you. People want to replace you with him, right? It, it's it's different when. You know, it's a it's a first round draft pick, and they come in, and you're the. It, it, we're not worried about the heir apparent to Drew Brees. No, not yet. But coming off Joe Flacco's two previous seasons, we were looking to replace him. The organization was looking to find the next guy, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Ties into probably his frustrations when they introduced that package and so on and so forth. Yeah, I could imagine that for real. That's the guy who everybody's screaming, "Yeah, we want him." Coming in and he gets right. all the accolades because he's only running into the end zone. Yeah, so it's not like he's throwing passes for interceptions. So we'll uh, continue that conversation and uh, some give you some highlights and updates on what's happening right now. But right now it's trending for our man I Low Isaac Lowenkron. What's going on? Good afternoon, Kelvin and Ephraim. They are indeed at halftime in Baltimore with the Ravens leading the Saints ten to seven. The Ravens going out in front on Lamar Jackson's one-yard touchdown run with four seconds left in the first half, but with 153 left in the second quarter, Drew Brees threw a one-yard touchdown pass to Benjamin Watson, the 500th touchdown pass of Brees' career. The Rams with a 15-0 lead at San Francisco, three and a half to go in the second quarter on two Greg Zerline field goals, a touchdown run by Todd Gurley, and Corey Littleton blocked a 49er punt out of the end zone for a safety. Washington still leads the Cowboys 7-0 at the two-minute warning of the first half, Dallas averaging a whopping four yards per play. Earlier, the Patriots led the Bears 38-31 with two seconds left, and it was Hail Mary time from Chicago's 45-yard line with Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak at the microphones on WBZ. Snap to Trubisky. He's pressured by Claiborne. He starts to roll to his left. He pulls up. He heaves one deep to the end zone. That ball sailing toward the goal line. It's caught by White. White is caught and wrapped up short of the goal line. And the Patriots are going to win but that close to a Hail Mary and an answered prayer for Chicago. We just go home. Let's get on a bus and go home. Get the heck out of here. First road win for the Patriots, who are 5-2. and two. Bears 3-3. Three and three. Remember, New England won it without Rob Gronkowski. They also lost Sony Michelle in the first half with a left knee injury. 
The Buccaneers and Browns were tied at 23 with 153 left in overtime, and Tampa Bay kicker Chandler Catanzaro dialing long distance. Buccaneers will attempt again a 59-yard field goal to try to win with a minute 55 to go and two timeouts left for the Browns. Here's the spot, the kick, airborne. Chandler Catanzaro, is it, is it, is it, is it? It's good! Buccaneers win in overtime, 59-yard field goal, Chandler Catanzaro. Gene Decker off the call on 98 Rock, and Kelvin and Ephraim, it is trivia time. I'm throwing a pop quiz at okay. YouTube. So moments after that game-winning field goal, a disgruntled Cleveland fan tweeted, quote, kicker's been missing from 15, 20, 25 yards out with nobody else on the field all year, but of course he would make from 59 yards out versus the Browns. Come on, man! Unquote. Who was that disgruntled Cleveland Browns fan? I know who. Do you know Ephraim? I'll go ahead and win it. It's LeBron. Yes. (laughs) And you want to know, Isaac, Ilo, you want to know how I know? Read, Read the first, how I knew it was, read the first two words again. Kicker's Bin. Kicker's Bin. That sounds, that vernacular is that, that's LeBron. Kicker's Bin. I knew it. Substitute kickers from Kevin Love last year, you know, or J.R. Smith last year, you know what I mean? Panthers trailed at Philadelphia 17 to nothing with 10.42 left in the fourth, but rallied for three touchdowns and an incredible 21-17 win on the road against the Super Bowl champs. Vikings over the Jets 37-17. Lions won at Miami 32-21. Texans win at Jacksonville 20-7 in a game that saw the Jaguars bench Blake Bortles. Colts over the Bills 37-5. Earlier in London, the Chargers defeated the Titans 20-19. This report presented by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. One final note from baseball, the Angels named Brad Osmus, their new manager, succeeding Mike Sosha. Back to Ephraim and Trivia King, Calvin Washington. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you, Ilo. Right now we are joined, by the way, touchdown for the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott with a 49-yard touchdown pass. We'll get some more information on that in just a moment. We're joined now. We were just talking about that overtime game, Browns and Bucks. We're joined by Sam Rosen, who was on the call. Sam, how are you? I'm great, guys. How's it going? Good, it's going, good. It's going good. And, and I don't know if you heard, we talked about LeBron upset about that tweet, man. It's been a crazy <laughs> season for the Browns. First of all, have you ever in the history of your life, I don't even care if it's, it's Pop Warner, the high school, the college, the pros, seen one team go to overtime so many times? Four, four times in the first seven games. That's incredible. But on the good side, it shows you they're close. The Browns are getting better. They're close. But the frustration is that they they've only been able to win one of those four games. Uh, and the, the 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 saying is bad teams find a way to lose. Now <laughs> we're we're kind of in the middle with Cleveland because they have two wins and and one tie, so they're not as bad as we would think. But you can see them doing things down the stretch that hurt them, like taking sacks or you know the turnover in overtime that, that really killed them. What is it what did do what yeah. do you think they need to do to clean that type of behavior well, and they, those type of plays up? They're still young, but today uh penalties killed them. They took thirteen penalties in the game, cost them about a hundred yards and six times they took penalties and gave the Bucks first downs and you just can't do that. So uh, I think it's a little more discipline 
They've got a young team. I think Hugh Jackson has got them going in the right direction. They've got to be tough on them, though. They've got to, you know, buckle down and realize that they've got to they've got to play as clean a game. Man, there's a lot of positives in today's game. I, I thought Baker Mayfield uh, got better as the game went along. Uh, he started to connect with Jarvis Landry. That was a great sign. Uh, you saw Nick Chubb, a, a second-round draft pick, and and a rookie running back have a, a strong game. So that's a bright future there. So a lot of good things for the Browns, but they're not there yet. They're still young, and they're making uh, mistakes. And unfortunately, they're paying for some of those mistakes. Sam Rosen is our guest, of course, was on the call for Browns at Bucks, And just listening to him, you feel like a game is about to happen right now. Just listening to his voice. <laughs> Sam, let me let me go to the other side, the winning side, which is the Buccaneers. This has been an interesting team. They started off hot, and Ryan Fitzpatrick became Fitzmagic, and then all of a sudden it goes downhill, and now you got Jameis Winston back, and he didn't have a great game, but he made some plays on the stretch, and he also uh, was able to run the ball a lot, 55 yards and a touchdown. When you watch this team, what do you see? Do you see the team that's maybe closer to the first half or a team that's just struggling and, and just may end up being 500 this year? I think uh, probably close to 500 because they've had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, which could hurt. Uh, looks like uh, Gerald McCoy might be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, Quan Alexander got hurt in today's game. Don't know how, how long he might be out, but uh, if it's a knee, it could be a while. So they've lost some key guys uh, to injuries, but they've got some good things going for Jameis. Uh, started off the game, he looked great. He was hitting uh, every receiver. He connected with 10 different receivers in the game. He passed for over 300 yards, but he's got this little bugaboo. Uh, sometimes he makes a couple of bad passes. Uh, cost him last week against Atlanta with two interceptions, and it hurt the team this week. It almost was devastating that he threw two interceptions today, but uh, they were able to overcome it. So, and they still got to figure out what they want to do with the kicker. At times, Catanzaro wins the game with a 59-yard field goal. That's incredible. But he also missed an extra point. That's three this season. And then he misses a game-winning field goal from 40 yards out. So they got to figure out what they want to do with him. Yeah, and speaking of James, the the, the thing we know he has the talent. We've we've saw it in college. We've oh, seen yeah. it since he's been in the pros. But the one thing, and the one thing that can really derail talent in a quarterback in the National Football League is decision-making with the football, especially in the red zone. Like you said, today he threw for a bunch of yards, but he had those two interceptions that put his team in terrible positions. And they've been trying to work on this with him. This has been the uh, the, the point of emphasis for all of the coaches that he's had. What can they possibly do to make this young man make better decisions with the football? <laughs> uh, I wish it was that easy, but but basically you got to keep telling the guy if you don't, if the play's not there, you got to get rid of it. You know, just either throw it away or check it down. You've got to have that check down and and throw the sure the sure short pass. Uh, he, he did hold on to the ball long time late uh late in the game took a sack which was a bad one because he's got to make a better decision yeah. you know he wants to make a play these young guys guys like him the guys that are coming into the league sam donald josh rosen uh josh allen 
You're looking at these young quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. They believe in themselves so strongly. They believe they can make the play. And Jameis is the same way. But he's got to get over that and realize, hey, if that play is not there, get rid of it and we'll make the, we'll make the next play. But it came down to what you said. It comes down to decision-making, and you've got to be smart with the football because when you turn it over, you're putting your team in real bad position. Definitely don't want to do that. Hey, we appreciate it, Sam. Thank you, and safe travels. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Sam Rosen there on the call again. Bucks get the victory 26-23 over the Browns. And you're right, man. Jameis Winston just continues to make turnovers. And you go, really? It's We're still crazy. doing that Like one? You're still doing it at this point in your career in the league. And everyone always says, this is his fourth season. And everybody's like, hey, the kid has talent. He's got talent is only going to get you so far. If you can, like, Having those two turnovers in the red zone last year, I mean last week, mm -hmm. like things like that, those add up, and he's still not making better decisions. Like Sam said, taking that sack, right? right taking those sacks at at, at 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 that spot on the field at that time, rookie like you, mistake. You gotta, but but he's not a rookie, right? He's played a bunch of football, and you gotta know better. The great quarterbacks don't do that. Tom Brady won't do that. Aaron Rodgers won't do any of the elite court. Even of the good quarterbacks wouldn't do it. And I don't know what they have to do to get him to switch his mind over to being more Alex Smith with the ball. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I will say before we break, I think it's part of it is the talent. Yeah, And we see that all the time with some quarterbacks for a while and some for their entire duration of their career. When I have the talent or the arm strength, Jay Cutler, for example, mm -hmm. I can make that pass. I can get that there. I can be late on a pass. I don't have to be uh, – I can be on my back foot and do that. And, and it hurts you. And a guy that gets away with it a lot – and he's had a, but he's had a lot of success. Cam Newton. I saw it today. Threw yeah. a couple of passes on his back foot. You like but, oof. But but it gets there and he's able to have success, but it is playing with fire. Hey, um, but of course we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800 947 auto The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Something cool happened. We have the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series. Something cool could happen in the rest of the sports. I'll explain what I mean next, Fox Sports Radio. Great news, Ephraim. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico.com. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you on Fox Football Sunday. Ephraim Salam, Kate up live on social media. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll get you updated on all the scores and the games happening right now in just a moment. But we want to be uh, welcome in Chris Spillman. Had him in last week. Happy to have him again. Vikings at Jets. Big win for the Vikings. Chris, how are you, man? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Uh, the Vikings, we, we were talking about this last week uh, with someone. We were talking about the, the Vikings being, I think at that time it was, uh, was it 3-2-1? and one? We had all these teams that were had the four teams with that record, and we said, who do you believe in? And they were saying that the Vikings, they'll, they'll be able to right the ship. That defense will get right, and they were able to do that this week for the most part. Talk about that defense and what you saw from them. Yeah, they are playing better. They actually had a couple injuries late uh, Anthony Barr and Xavier Rhodes, two guys that are playing pretty well. But I think when you look at Minnesota's defense, uh, they have improved. We talked to Mike Zimmer about the slow start, and his point was that maybe it was his fault a little bit trying to do too much. So they did the old simplify things a little bit, and they're playing a lot faster and playing a lot smarter and not giving up as many chunk plays. 
Uh, so offensively for for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins seems to be the real deal. Uh, that team is galvanized and 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 just I mean, he galvanizes that team and brings them together. Tell me the importance uh, of having you know a prolific passer like him in that offense to complement that defense. Four million dollars, hoping he's the real deal. So, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's playing pretty well. Obviously, you have two guys like Thielen and Diggs. And Adam Thielen, uh, seven straight games over a hundred yards today. That's a tough matchup for uh, anybody else. And they're doing it without Dalvin Cook, but uh, they were able to get Latavius Murray, Murray, uh, Murray in there from Oakland, who's been a B and he a nice game today with a couple long runs, and so they're getting a little bit more balanced early on in the season, guys. You remember Cousins was jacking the ball 60 times a game. Yeah. I can promise you no NFL team wants to throw it 60 times a game. Uh, when, you, when you talk about the running game, looking at Latavius Murray, is he is he the answer moving forward, or is this a matter of we can't wait till we get Dalvin Cook back? I mean, obviously, the more no, the merrier. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook's the guy. I mean, he's so explosive, plus what he can do out of the backfield. You need two in this league, though, right? So yeah. you need a 1A and a 1B. And I think Latavius Murray has been that perfect 1B. Obviously, he stepped up and played big last year. He's playing pretty well now. They're, they're a little bit more committed to running football. But I think when you talk about Dalvin Cook, uh, he's just probably a little bit more explosive than Latavius and a little bit more of a threat out of the backfield as far as catching the ball. Let's let's talk about uh, the Jets and – the uh, trials and tribulations of, of one Sam Darnold. Uh, he had the uh, turnover problems in college. He, he put a lot of balls in, in the hands of other teams. We're seeing the same thing happen to him right now in the pros, through the ball. He attempted to throw it 44 times today. Is this a recipe for disaster? Is this putting him in position to develop bad habits? Well, well, no. Well, I mean, they're, they're playing with backups at receiver, right? Robbie Anderson the only healthy guy. They lost prior. Right? They lost Quincy and Nunwa. Uh They really are starting to get some type of threat at tight end with Herndon, the kid out of Miami that can stretch the field a little bit. But when you lose Quincy and Nunwa, then you uh, you lose Parra, who's been a nice red zone target to him for the past few weeks. Uh, just couldn't get the ball out today. And, you know, wind played havoc on both teams throwing the football. But I think Sam Darnold's going to be fine. But they're also trying to finish the game with guys that were just brought up from practice squad at receiver, so the timing and stuff isn't there. So some of those interceptions aren't all on Sam. I mean, because if you're throwing a route at 14 yards, the receiver runs it at 12, the ball's going to be high. That's on a receiver sometimes, not the quarterback. So I think when you look at Sam Donald, he shows all the signs of being a good quarterback. And plus, I think we counted three or four key drops in this game today that also hurt him. Well, hey, Chris, we're up against it, so we got to let you go. But we appreciate it, and uh, safe travels out there. Thank you. You got it. Thanks, Thank you, Chris. guys. And up next for the Vikings is going to be the Saints, which will get a, a great rematch of uh, last year's Oof. playoff, where, of Oof. course, Stephon Diggs makes that huge play. That'll be a good one. And you know what? The Saints have just been extremely explosive all year long. I'll get you an update on that score in just a moment. And I still want to come back and tell you about how the Red Sox and the Dodgers is going to be great. Could be great in other sports as well. Something similar. I'll explain what I mean next. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate. Quote, Ephraim, 10 to 7, the Ravens 
over the Saints, 10-7. Again, we just saw Lamar Jackson come in for a minute. Now Flacco's back in. So there's been a lot of that going on. And I know, if, like you mentioned, if you're Flacco, you're like, uh, not really we're feeling this. trying to see that. <laughs> not really feeling this. Another thing, since you were my uh, pitch count, in this case, we're talking about football. So we'll say run or pass count. Hold on. Let's see there. Touchdown, Ravens. Who was that? Was that the tight end? Andrews? Yep, Andrews. Yeah, Flacco to Andrews. Touchdown, Ravens. Of course, they will wait for the uh, extra point, which are no longer given. So currently 16-7. Back in the day, you would just spot them seven. Yeah, not anymore. You got to wait. We've already seen missed extra, field, uh, extra point attempts today as well. 7-7, Washington-Dallas tied. This is one of those old-school division rivalry games right here back in the 80s. So 7-7 there. We'll give you an update. But I wanted to say that guy right there, the show showing Adrian Peterson. In the wins, you're looking at about 100 yards from the ground for him. Keep and three wins the for ball. the Redskins. And then in the two losses, I think one game he had like six yards. Yep. And then the other game he had, like, I think, 20-something yards. So, yeah. So, so he's currently on pace to, to break 100 now. I think he has 14 carries, 76 yards. Uh, so that – They've realized that that's the recipe uh, to take the pressure off off not only their defense uh, but their receivers. Uh, it's just run the ball. Adrian Peterson has a lot left in the tank. He is uh, he is the, the the leader of that offense, and when they feed him the rock at least nineteen to twenty times a game, he has the ability to eat up large chunks of yardage. And they, that has to be the formula because Kirk Cousins definitely can win you some when you don't ask him to do too much. And using Adrian Peterson, basically use him up at this point. Because every year we go, he's done, and then he finds the way to prove us wrong. Um, and also quickly give you the score of the uh, the Rams game. They're up 22-7 to on the 49ers at half. So I mentioned something, speaking of Rams in L.A., uh, the Dodgers and the Redskins will be your World Series teams. That uh, kicks off Tuesday. The Redskins or the Red Sox? I'm sorry, the Redskins. The Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. <laughs> I was about, that's going to be a that hell of a game. Boy, that new it's team. going to be a violent game. The new, the new team, <laughs> Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers will meet up uh, Tuesday World Series. And I and I can't steal this because I, I can't steal the credit. I wanted to so bad. But Steve Hartman and I were talking yesterday, and he was like, man, we could have a L.A., Boston, everything. You could have the oh. Rams, Patriots. That's not far-fetched, right? That's not far-fetched. You might argue they're the two best teams because they beat the Chiefs. Not far-fetched. And you could have, potentially, Lakers-Celtics. That's the farthest of the teams that because, is obviously, the, the Warriors would be like, uh, uh, hello. But the Celtics representing the East isn't far-fetched. They've been the number one seed the last couple seasons. Oh, that's more than not far-fetched. That's He's, likely. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard ha- might have a lot to say with that. He's He's got that Raptors team looking good. That, just to see the difference between him and DeRozan right there. Um. But if, the, if for some reason a Kevin Durant injury or a Steph ankles go out like they used to, and you mess around and get the the Lakers and the Celtics and the uh, the the Patriots and the Rams, how crazy would that be? That would be um, one for the ages. That uh, across all major sports, who would be, what what sport Kings, would be mad? It'd be Kings, and then it'll have to be the Kings Bruins. and the Bruins. Now, to, to, any uh, hockey residents on the show? Lee, you let me down, Lee. I thought you'd be a hockey guy. You got a hockey haircut. (laughs) Come playoff time, I'll I'll root for my Kings. Alex, you do have a hockey haircut. What is a hockey haircut? It looks like you wet it back. Okay. It threw on the hat. I mean, the helmet. Like, let's go out there and play some hockey. All right, yeah, I got a hockey haircut. You got a hockey haircut. (laughs) So, anybody's Will back there. Will's from from the New England area. He has to be. Yeah, he's got to be a uh, a hockey fan. So, because I need to know how far-fetched that is. 
I would imagine I, the Kings can't be because the Kings have been good the last seven years. Right. So, and Boston has been good as well. Yeah. So can't be that far fetched. We right? can make a clean sweep across all sports. That would be that would be wild. So which team? Which sport? I guess sport would be the least happy. You know how we always want the bigger teams. Like, would you want someone other than the Rams and the Patriots? No, I no, would. I love think that. that'd be the yeah. I, I, think say, I can't think of anything better, right? I mean, maybe Ram, the, Rams and Kansas City. Yeah, or I was going to say if you keep that, the Patriots, because we I knew would, that would be exciting. That would be exciting for sure. Um, maybe the just for namesake, the Packers Patriots with Green, you know, Aaron yeah. Rodgers going uh, up against, yeah. or maybe the Saints because it's Drew Brees up against any of the top elite quarterbacks That's going against it, yeah. each other. Yeah. That would be um, about the only thing that could supersede And us. I don't think the NBA could get anything better. No. That that rivalry? No. no. That rivalry is the Lakers and LeBron and the Lakers. And, and that'll be for the Lakers' 17th championship. To which, tie the Celtics. Th- th- and the LeBron, Kyrie. It, it would be that, a lot of storylines. That is the that is the the holy grail <laughs> right. of, of, of NBA championships that – if that were to happen this year, that would be like I mean, for, of course I'd be beside myself because I'm I'm Lakers all day, right? Uh, and to have an opportunity to beat them in the finals and tie them for most championships, come on! And then you know LeBron giving it to Kyrie for pulling the uh, breaking case of emergency parachute, right? And there's others, you know, seeing Gordon Hayward come back. I mean, there's a Gordon lot of Hayward other storylines. You a got lot going Zoe on. going up against Kyrie and Rondo against his old team. That yep. is, if Rondo ever comes back. And I got, we got. Since we, we don't have, have any anybody in the end red zone right now. I'm gonna look. Do we? No, make sure. No, okay. Quickly, gotta talk about thought, it. We gotta talk about it. Your gotta thoughts about, about last night. I know you watched it. You're a big of time Lakers fan, and even if you weren't a Laker fan, you were a hoop fan. So I know you watched it. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, man? Uh. First off, I know the bad blood between uh, CP3, Chris Paul, and Rajon Rondo. They just, you know. Yep. They're both. They're the same guy. They're the same guy. <laughs> right? So that that doesn't surprise me that they got into it. And to see how it escalated was crazy to me. And, you know, shame on Brandon Ingram for flying back into the melee and punching, throw, you know, throwing punches at someone uh, from behind, not squaring up. Yeah, I don't. I you know. I don't agree with that. So I, I believe he'll be fine and suspended the longest. The thing that 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 I noticed, then a lot of people didn't notice though, was when the melee happened. Normally, this is what you see. You see your teammates. I know where you're going. Take care of each other. I know where you're going. Right. You see your teammates pulling you and their guys off of the power and trying to keep them away from the other team. Mm-hmm. What I saw was the banana was, Le- Bo crew? was LeBron James spending more time consoling and trying to calm down Chris Paul than his own teammates. Now I don't know now for me it looked weird and I'm not on the team. Right. Can I can I can I wait a minute. Okay, go ahead. For me it looked weird and I'm not on the team. So I could just imagine what those young guys in the locker room are thinking. The Lance Stevensons, right? The the uh, Josh the, the, Harts, the, the, the Beasley, the, the all of R- these Rondo. All of these guys are like, "Yo, what about us?" I know that's your boy, but your boy just mushed me in the eye 
and you going to run to his defense, right? And LeBron can say, well, I was, you know, trying to. Yeah, but you focus on your team in that moment, right? Right. So I, I, I you could. You saw it too, though, I right? I did see it. Okay. I, I saw that. But I think my immediate reaction was they're, they're literal best friends. Oh, I get it. And, I understand and like, that. And not like that's the homie or we're pretty cool. That's what, They're literal best friends. Like, we all know that. Like, him, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, and even Melo are all real best friends. Like, real. And so I think that was natural. You, you've, been in, you've been in a bar at a club and your boys, whether they get into it fully or not, but, you know, something starts to brew. And I think it's just so natural that you see your boy. Like, I'm going to grab my boy. Right? Come break it up, break it up. Or I'm going to come to the defense of my boy. And I think it was one of those where it's like, that's my friend. For real life friend. But I could also see where by you making that decision, you could maybe have your other guys. You're going to alienate guys on your team. Like, yo, yo, yo. First, the number one thing a team is have your teammates back. Right. We, Yep. We're in this together. Good, bad, whatever it is, we're together. This, like he was over there consoling him. Right, like I'm, I, I'm, feel, I, I, I felt I, weird. That, that weirded me out a little bit. Coming from a team sport background, like if we got into a melee on the football field, I wouldn't be over there with the other team. Like, hey, I know, I'm not doing that. I don't care if my brother was on the other team. I, I just, I'm not. You know what? I'll say this. While I don't think it was a huge deal, I'm okay with if somebody pulled LeBron to the side and said, "Hey, man." Either explain it or just to let you know that can't happen again. It just doesn't I'm okay look with that. Good, I think that's fair. This is a team that's trying to find its cohesion, right? It's a bunch mm-hmm. of new pieces. They're trying to figure it out together. The last thing you want is the leader, when something goes wrong, more concerned about the opposition than his own guys. And that's where I stand on it. That's what I'm seeing. LeBron should have went left. He shouldn't have went right when uh, getting it going up against Draymond. I feel like are you just not nitpicking LeBron, right? No, no, okay. no. I'm not nitpicking LeBron. I just I'm just pointing out the fact that like I'm I'm I love LeBron being at the Lakers, right? I I love the way they're playing. They have to figure out how to play together True. and who's it's going to time. do what on the team. But just from a competitor. I it just it really stood out to me, and I was like, wow, this is weird. Because, huh? He's really all. He's it wasn't really a quick pushback. He's re- but he was over there. I mean, he consoling walked, him. He walked him to the tunnel. He was <laughs> consoling him like, yeah, oh, rub, hey, you know, rubbing his back, it's gonna be all right. And I'm How's like, the what about the, the what about the eleven other guys on the other side? Yeah. Like, I'm not mad. I, I might even that might make a poll. I might have to make a Twitter poll on that. Speaking of Twitter, K Dub Live for myself and uh, Ephraim Salam for Ephraim. I'm uh, retweeting. The, I'm retweeting the, the, video? the video. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Andrew Celebo, uh, Sabalo, just call him Andrew Sabalo, uh, of exactly what I'm talking about, and so people will be able to see how much time he spent with Chris Paul after the melee. <laughs> like he can, he literally he literally was on the side of Rondo, and found himself grab Chris Paul and take him over and isolate him from everyone else. That's what your team is supposed to do. And look, okay. he's hugging him the now, part, chest to chest hug, and he's going, I know, I know, I know. The best part about that is, as we break here, 
is uh, P.J. Tucker went to grab Chris Paul. You know, like his own He couldn't teammate. even he get like, to oh, him. LeBron to him. is in the way of his own teammate I'm trying to gonna, help him. not going to lie, that was kind of funny. I have to admit that. Look, hey, the New coaches England. are there trying to get to their player, and LeBron won't allow them okay, to control his player. Okay. This is atrocious. Okay. This is malarkey. Who, me? In a matter of uh, – it's been a matter of about three weeks, it's all changed for your quarterback that you hate. Or you hate to, uh, or at least you dislike Blake Bortles. Ugh. It's been a rough few weeks, so much so that he was benched this game. He's I trash. will let Ephraim go off on him next. Fox, <laughs> Fox Sports Radio. Fox Football Sunday, Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you, and uh, a lot to get into. We are joined as we are every week. That is with Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Alex Marvez on Twitter. Alex, what is going on, brother? How are you? about neocolonialism today so not only am i learning my football and what's going on with week seven but also a little bit of history as well i'm just i mean i'm, I'm starting you know i already think you're a robot i mean how can <laughs> one human consume so much information it's ridiculous uh there's a lot to get into i want to start here let's break down some people are calling it ammonia gate i'm gonna call it salt gate as in smelling salt uh, I saw your tweet here. You retweeted something from uh, Chris Nowinski, a doctor yeah. who was saying about the uh, Dak Prescott earlier in this game He uh, against the Redskins. He was hit, looked like concussion, went to protocol, went under the tent, comes back out and plays. But there's a great video from CBS covering the game where he hits the smelling salt a couple of times. And then you have uh, the injury going on with Adam, Adam Gaze and Devontae Parker and the Dolphins maybe get to that afterwards. But what's going on with this concussion protocol and how guys are still getting out there and maybe just saying, ah, I'm okay, put me back out there, coach? Well, you know, the, the smelling salt thing has been an interesting one, and maybe Ephraim can talk a little bit about this. Uh, you know, and Mike Freeman, uh, who's now a Bleacher Report, he wrote about this a long time ago, and guys that were getting hopped up on this stuff, you know, on the sidelines, apparently it is legal. I don't know what the, if there are any long-term health ramifications when it comes to this, but you'll see players doing smelling salts. But the concern was this. Now, I, I, I do want to couch this by saying that there have been a couple Cowboys media people who, you know, reporters who have pointed out that Dak Prescott does do smelling salts or, you know, the ammonia cap, on the sideline it's a regular thing for him but for a player who potentially is foggy uh, you know who may you know who may have some concussive symptoms to try to get juiced back up potentially by taking an ammonial capsule and breaking it open and smelling it that that's not good for anybody not a good look for the league of course you know the other thing was what was he in the medical tent for was that more a matter of looking at his hand uh, which appeared to be the injury or is that actually going through the concussion protocol testing so the nfl will investigate they they are not afraid to find teams i would imagine at some point there will be a statement whether the cowboys were cleared of this or not um yeah the smelling salt uh, uh issue has been Around we used to do it. We used to uh, crack a bunch of uh, a bunch of them and put them in an empty water bottle, yep. shake it up a little bit, really? just to get you. Uh, guys did it before the games even started. This was a thing to do to to just awaken your senses, get you in the in the mindset of 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 getting ready to go compete. So I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. I don't know what the lasting effects uh, of it are. Just like they used to give us, or still give us Toradol shots. No one knows what the last right. uh, effects of Toradol shots are either, or any of the op- of the other opioids they give us for pain or or, uh, or the anti-inflammatory. So I put the smelling salt in the realm of all of that. If you're gonna give out uh, cortisone na- shots, naproxen by the truckloads, then all of a sudden the Food and Drug Administration uh, pulls naproxen off off shelves because people have been dying, and then <laughs> so, right so. All of this fits into the category of 
you know, things that professional athletes partake in that may or may not be good for them. And until something or study comes out to where they say, okay, this is, they'll just find a, a replacement, a substitute for it. Right, which is the worst thing, right? And I mean, listen, right. we don't need another generation of guys that are dealing with opioid issues and, you know, pain management and things like that because, you know, youth is wasted on the young. I mean, you think you're going to live forever. You think that things that you do in your 20s, oh, I'm Superman, especially great athletes, right? And, you know, no, I can overcome this. It's part of what makes athletes so great. It's also the abuse of this sort of stuff is what led to the FDA actually running an investigation of NFL teams a few years ago to find out, okay, who's prescribing what? You know, where are things at right now in the medicine cabinet, so to speak, right? And, you know, how do we account for these things? In fact, if you're a player and you need to get a pain-numbing drug right now and you're a road team, the home team has to go get it for you. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, but I they didn't actually know that. Have to, yeah, they have to send someone out. I'm not joking. Like, uh, someone with a script with a police escort to a nearby pharmacy to go get it because they do not keep it on, on the stadium sites anymore. Wow. I mean, it's one of the things that, yeah, that stem from this. But, you know, again, it, it's something that, look, I, I hope that people keep the NFL in check, because if it weren't for the media banging the drum about the concussion protocol through the years, as we look back at Colt McCoy, you remember when he was playing for the Browns on Thursday Night Football, everybody in the world knew that he was concussed except for the people on the field, right, and the guy was allowed to continue playing. Right. If you don't point these things out as reporters, then you're not going to get him investigated. You're not going to have these things happen, and that's bad for the players long term, because, again, we don't want another generation of guys that are having issues that could be prevented. I agree with that 100%. Speaking of injuries, uh, what is going on down in Miami where Adam Ooh. Gaze is saying that Devontae per- uh, Parker is not fully healthy and then he's going out through his agent and saying that he is and this is poor management and they're costing the team you know, chances to win. What the heck is going on, Alex? Please help us break it down. Okay, so let's understand that anything that happened before 2016 involving Adam Gase and the Miami Dolphins, he doesn't feel responsible for. Okay, He didn't select Devontae Parker. And the Dolphins have been frustrated through the years because Devontae Parker has had a long injury history, hasn't been available for them. Look, he has you know, some incredible talent at times when he plays big-bodied guy, incredible speed, but he's never out there, right? And now we're getting to a point about whether he's, in, whether he's truly injured or not. The Dolphins are saying he's not 100%. Devontae Parker's agent is saying he is. What I just wonder is, does this come to a head, you know, starting before the trade deadline, October 30th? Can the Miami Dolphins move him? There are teams that are in the wide receiver market. Does a team believe Devontae Parker is worth trading for? And at what point, the Dolphins, by the way, who continue to cut ties with people that, that run afoul of Adam Gase, I mean, how many guys have they cut uh, that have gone on to play elsewhere. We saw Jordan Phillips earlier this year. Now he's with Buffalo as a defensive lineman. We saw Jay Ajahi get traded. We saw Jarvis Landry get traded. None of these were Adams guys. Well, at some point, it stops being the player's fault. It starts being the coach's fault why you're not winning. And that was a pretty darn bad effort today against the Detroit Lions. That, you know, look, I know the Dolphins are injured and they lost Albert Wilson, who's been their best offensive player. All that being said, though, I mean, this Miami Dolphins team, to lose the way they did today to Detroit, you can't trust them. And, you know, I'm not saying that they can't stick around, be a 500-type team as the year goes on, but at the end of the season, I think the Dolphins, after three years in Adam Gase, have to ask themselves, are we truly headed in the right direction? And by the way, how do we solve the quarterback issue? Because we saw Brock Osweiler return to earth today. Brocktober gets rocked today at at Hard Rock Stadium. (laughs) Well, uh, through my experience and, and, and things that I've seen, in my career, teams have a way of devaluing you. When they want to move on from you, they will – there's certain things they do to, to reduce your value so they can move away from you without speculation or, or without recourse. And 
uh, making a player inactive and using uh, injuries in now oh, he's always injury prone. We just yeah we have to move on from him, so on and so <laughs> forth. That's a tactic that I know for a fact that they they use. It's dirty pool, right, in yep. a lot of ways. But the weird part is for the Dolphins, aren't they cutting off their nose to spite their face, right? I mean, maybe they're saying this, look, if you don't think the guy's very good or you just don't, you don't like the way he practices, whatever, you know, that's one thing. They're blaming it on an injury. Why well, are teams going to see through this? Is Devontae Parker movable? I mean, the reports are today that the Dolphins are listening to calls about people asking for a trade. But So if you're saying Devontae Parker's injured, are you trading for damaged goods? Could he pass a physical for your team? I mean, the Dolphins have muddied the water on this as well by even talking about this. But, again, it's a team that can't get out of its own way. I mean, really, that, that's what the Dolphins are. I mean, a, another team that creates their own distractions, although unlike the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're usually not able to overcome them. Hey, one more for me, Alex. Uh, again, Alex Marvez, Sirius XM, uh, NFL Radio, Alex Marvez on Twitter. I want to go to Eric Reed, who has some very, very strong words for Malcolm Jenkins uh, during the coin toss, but even more so afterwards when he spoke with reporters. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but he basically yeah. said, yeah, you saw. Great. So for those who didn't, he basically said that he called Malcolm Jenkins a coward and he said he was a sellout. So uh, just what are your thoughts on how that all transpired and, and, and what came out of that? I think the nastiest thing he said was calling him a neocolonist. Right? Mm. And neocolonialism, by the way, according to Wikipedia, is the practice of using capitalism, globalization, and cultural imperialism to influence a developing country in lieu of direct military control or indirect political control. Now, this had to do with uh, the uh, um, African countries undergoing decolonization in the 1960s. It's what he, what, this is the, the deal with Eric Reed and Malcolm Jenkins. Okay? The behind the scenes is that they all met up in New York last October and tried to have that meeting with the NFL about you know, the social stance being taken during the national anthem. Well, how does the NFL usually take care of a problem? They throw money at it, right? Yep. So that's what they did to these players, you know, and Malcolm Jenkins took the cash. And he thought, you know what, we'll take the $90 million that the NFL teams are pledging and we'll use it to, to address the social stance. Where to Eric Reed, it's a much bigger picture issue. He did not want the issue to go away, and he didn't want the NFL owners to think to be able to control the free speech that he believes a player should be entitled to, even if it means expressing it, you know, during a game. The, the crazy part is Eric Reed isn't even a captain. For the Carolina Panthers. And he went out there anyway to talk to Malcolm Jenkins, from what I understand. It led to a split in the player coalition. There's a lot of hurt feelings about this. And the feeling was basically from Eric Reed and some of his supporters that Malcolm Jenkins sold out, that he wanted to fund his foundation, and he was using NFL money for it. Now, Malcolm took the high road in his postgame news conference about this, Eric Reed attacking him verbally uh, on the field and during the interview process. But it just goes to show, too, that even an issue like this, the players can't stay unified and why NFL owners are laughing when they talk about lockouts and things like that in 2021. The players can't get their own act together. Why should the NFL owners be worried about them sticking together and holding out for better financial, you know, uh, compensation, you know, over over a 16 game season? Yeah, that, that that was disappointing to see that transpire like that. Uh, when you take an already, you know, a volatile uh, and important situation in terms of how you feel or may not feel about. The, the taking the knee and the players' coalition, just to have two of the prominent voices uh, for our uh, players to go yeah. at each other like that uh, over a difference of how things should transpire uh, when the focus should be on we need to, uh, number one, keep attention on the actual you know reason we're even going through this, and then how do we fix it 
not only with the NFL, but as a country and things that we can do together to to come up with some uh, resolution. It is, but right. hey, hey, Alex. No, it, it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Quick, I'm sorry. Just real quick on this, I just want to I just want to point this out. Now, people understand too. Why were some teams scared of signing Eric Reed? Because he was going to he was going to bring some of this stuff into football was what their concern was, right? And what just happened? Now we're talking national anthem again. Now we're talking neo-colonialism, things like this. All the stuff not related to football. If this were a bigger market than Charlotte, I think it might get a lot more play, but probably will die down as the week goes on. I, I think it will. I think I think it'll die down as well because of the positions they play as well. If they're not quarterbacks, they're not uh, as Colin Kaepernick was. So hey, Alex, man, we appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk Thanks, to you Alex. next week. Enjoyed it too. Next week, thanks again. Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL Radio, and Alex Marvez on Twitter coming up. I'm watching the highlights there. Cody Kessler getting hyped up because he came in for Blake Bortles. We got to talk about that. We'll do it after trending with Isaac Lowenkron. Isaac, Ilo, what's up, brother? Kelvin and E from Breaking NBA News. Adrian Wojnarowski just reported oh. moments ago the suspensions for last night's fight between the Lakers and Rockets that included Rajon Rondo spitting allegedly on Chris Paul. Brandon Ingram of the Lakers suspended four games. Rondo suspended three games. Paul suspended two games. According to Ward Janowski, the NBA yet to officially announce the discipline. On week seven of the NFL, the Ravens holding a 17-14 lead over the Saints, 7-12 and counting for the fourth quarter. This right now, the difference in the game. It'll be Joe Flacco quarterback on this play. Three receivers left, two to the right. Flacco takes the snap, looking to his right, throws it inside the five. He's got Mark Andrews. Andrews lifted in. Touchdown, Ravens. The call on WBAL earlier drew Brees through the 500th touchdown pass of his career. The Rams have taken a 31-7 lead at San Francisco on Todd Gurley's second touchdown run of the day with 6.04 to play in the third. Washington leading the Cowboys 10-7 after three. Earlier, the Patriots held on for a 38-31 victory at Chicago without Rob Gronkowski. They also lost rookie running back Sony Michelle to a left knee injury in the first half. The Buccaneers and Browns were tied at 23 in overtime, and Tampa Bay kicker Chandler Catanzaro lining up a field goal. Buccaneers will attempt again a 59-yard field goal to try to win with a minute 55 to go and two timeouts left for the Browns. Here's the spot, the kick. Airborne, Chandler Catanzaro, is it, is it, is it, is it, it's good! The Buccaneers win in overtime, 59-yard field goal, Chandler Catanzaro. Gene Decker off the call on 98 Rock. Panthers trailed to Philadelphia 17-0 with 10.42 left in the fourth, but rallied for an incredible 21-17 victory over the Super Bowl champs. Vikings over the Jets 37-17. Lions won at Miami 32-21. Texans won at Jacksonville 20-7 in a game that saw the Jaguars bench Blake Bortles. Colts over the Bills 37-5. Earlier in London, the Chargers defeated the Titans 20-19. This report presented by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And again, repeating our top story, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting the suspensions from last night's fight-slash-spitting incident between the Rockets and Lakers. Brandon Ingram of the Lakers suspended four games. Rajon Rondo of the Lakers suspended three. Chris Paul of the Rockets suspended two games, according to Wojnarowski. The NBA yet to officially announce those suspensions. Kelvin from back to you. Hey, thank you, Isaac. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're definitely uh, getting to that in just a moment. But again, a touchdown for Todd Gurley now.
Uh, this is his 13th touchdown through seven games. This is uh, franchise history right now. He just beat Eric Dickerson for the most touchdowns through seven games. Mm. MVP right now? Him, Mahomes, maybe a Brady who's had a, you know. Definitely uh, probably a offensive MVP. I mean, I can't think of – I mean, uh, you got – Mahomes right there. They'll they'll they're gonna give it to a quarterback. Yeah, so that, I mean, the MVP award is the quarterback award. Yeah, so like no, no matter what happens, that's just how that's how it's it's a quarterback's league. I I didn't even play in the NFL, and and I was you know so I speak of you know for you linemen and every other position. <laughs> I don't like that it has to just automatically be a quarterback, right? Because Todd Gurley seems to be the most important player right now. He because he's out of the passing game. It's running. It's whatever they need blocking. He's able to get it done. So. I'm not saying he has to win it right now, but the fact that, you know, if it's close between a running back and a quarterback, it has to go to a quarterback. Well, we I saw like that, that when Adrian Peterson came back and rushed for over 2,000 yards. Yeah, yeah get right? that, man. And speaking of which, Adrian Peterson, he is – But uh, they gave it to Peyton Manning. They did. So, Oh, well, you knew the sheriff was going to get it. Right. <laughs> there is no doubt about that. The sheriff was going to get that MVP, I'll tell you. You want another score of the Rams game It's in 49ers? It's 32-7, to Rams up. Yeah, that's really, really bad. 32-7. to uh, 17-14 right now. You have the the Drew Brees and the Saints in the red zone, and it looks like that's a touchdown. Was it your guy? No, no it wasn't. It's Michael Thomas. Give it to Adam Kamara. I know you need Adam Kamara. We'll, we'll get on your fantasy in a moment. We Come got on, a fantasy Adam. ticker coming Come on. in a moment. Uh, so touchdown for Drew Brees, 20-17, to waiting on the extra point. And um, I was just going to ask you something. Oh, a couple of quick notes there after coming out after speaking with Alex. The Rams – they have 24 points this game off of turnovers. That was the first thing I wanted to say. And then I want to go to your guy, Blake Bortles, here. They just showed a stat of Blake Bortles in his oh, last four games. God. Zero passing touchdowns, four interceptions, and three lost fumbles. He's trash. <laughs> a whole lot of trash. So, okay, so we're going to get into this? We're going to get into test. this. we got a few minutes. Go ahead. Okay, so – when they re-signed him to the $53 million deal and they proclaimed that they were going to open the offense up for him, and we saw it, this, the, you know, we saw it the first game where they came out against uh, – uh, the, the, the first time they played against New England this yeah, year, yeah. we saw them open it up and they were like, this is what we're going to do, and Blake Bortles is our guy. And, and then that wore off. And you are in a situation now where – he was so inept in early in this game that you couldn't continue with him, even though you paid him and he's your starting quarterback. If Peyton Manning or if Andrew Luck is having a bad game or a bad half, mm -hmm. it never crosses the coach's mind to shake things up offensively and put the backup in. And therein lies the problem. Matthew Stafford has had some hellacious first half. You know that. You've been right, right. on the front lines that watching it. Have they ever one at one time took him out of the game and put someone else in? I do not think he's ever been benched for play. And that goes to show you the category that Blake Bortles in as a, is in as a starting quarterback that his own organization doesn't have the trust in him to bounce back from having a poor outing early in a game. So, right, because that's what it's all about. Right. It's all about, okay, you messed up in the first half, but let's fix it and let's get back 
to to being you. Yeah, they weren't even being blown out in this game, so right. it wasn't like it was you know like this uh, this uh, 49ers and Rams game where the Rams are up thirty two to seven over the 49ers, where you're just like, all right, it, it's a blowout, let's just take them out. They were in this still relatively in that game, uh, you know, against the Texans. So let me ask you this then: next week, they can't go back to Blake Bortles, can they? They can because they're paying him. So they can go back. They can come out and say, hey, look, Blake was, you know, he, he just wasn't himself or he was himself and we need him to be someone else. He but they can – because they don't have a suitable backup. They don't have a guy who could, you know, come in and, and, and is is all world. So they don't have a, a, a previous starter as a backup. They have Cody Kessler, you know, and – and so they can go back to Blake Bortles and try to design a better game plan for him and, and help him in some aspects. Uh, them not having uh, Leonard Fournette there is definitely uh, putting a lot of put uh, more pressure on him. But they did trade for Carlos Hyde, so obviously they, you know, something is is, is going on a little deeper with uh, with uh, Fournette's hamstring yeah, yeah. Than, than we know. So when they get Carlos Hyde back, they'll be, I mean when they get him ready and up to speed to play, that'll relieve some of that pressure. Like you I mean after 12 attempts, they were like, "Okay, that's good, homie. Come <laughs> on over here." We had enough. 12 attempts, two fumbles, you know, it, it they just you know, they couldn't do it anymore. And I've said it, I've said it last year. This is the same guy who rushed for more yards in a playoff win then he passed for. You can't sustain that. You can't not, do it. Especially when you're not a running. It's not like he's Michael Vick. Can't do it. possible. Like, that is not a recipe for a dominant team. And, yeah, that defense is there, but if you can't put points on the board, then defensively it doesn't matter how good you are. Cannot uh, uh, speaking of defense, a great stop in the red zone by the Cowboys and only allowing the Redskins to get a field goal to make it 13-7 to because Adrian Peterson was running all over them. He got down to uh, about the 7-8 yard line, and they weren't able to score and had to go kick a field goal. So a great stop there by the Cowboys. All right, uh, I know you went complaining one Alvin Moore from Alvin Kamara, so uh, that means we'll get your fantasy ticker update as well. Fantasy ticker, afternoon edition. It's next, Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. Uh, maybe I have plenty of time to get to yours, Ephraim, your fantasy. So maybe we should just get to the peoples and who's been doing well. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you, Fox Football Sunday. And that's exactly what we're going to do. It is time for the afternoon edition of Fantasy Tickets. Time for the Fox Sports Fantasy Ticker. All right, as always, I'm going to start, Ephraim, with the QBs. And let's start with somebody I'm actually starting to enjoy watch play. That is Mitch Trubisky. And here is a play from him. Bears trying to make it a one-score affair. Going to the right of Trubisky. Takes the snap. Sets to throw. Winds up. Right side. End zone. Touchdown, Burton. Touchdown, Bears. Love him, man. I'm really enjoying watching him play. That's from News Radio 78-1059 WBBB Bears, uh, BBM, Bears Radio Network. He had... 333 yards, a couple of touchdowns, did have a couple of picks, but then also 81 yards on the ground and a touchdown as well. And you and I were sitting here watching one of his runs where he rushed for about 45 yards or so. And he he's really about that running life. Like, this isn't a, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm getting worried and I got to run. No, he's like, let's draw up some run plays for me. 
Yeah, when you're worried about your delivery of the football, then the best thing you can do is just take off and run. Well, let me say this. He actually can take off and run. He's good at it. That's the difference. Some people try, like Blake Bortles, and they not, they're not good at it. Speaking He's of a running trash. quarterback, Cam Newton. Third down and goal, the one-yard line. Man hurts, wiggle motion. Newton fakes and throws end zone. Caught Olsen, touchdown at the top of the S in Eagles. Clearly, this was Eagles Radio Network right there. Because, <laughs> I mean, my goodness. It, it, I know it was Panthers. I know it was Panthers, but he must be a secretly an Eagle fan or something. WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. I need him to be a little bit more excited. I know he's trying to not be you know, biased, but come on, oh, man. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Uh, that was a game-winning touchdown right there. I just want to throw that out there. Cam Newton, what a comeback for he and his team. He had uh, 269 yards, a couple of touchdowns, 49 yards on the ground as well. Gave you 257 uh, fantasy points Cam Newton did. We'll give you one more quarterback because he's playing right now, and he actually uh, is up currently. That is Drew Brees. Second down and goal from the five-yard line. Brees in the shotgun, two receivers to either side, Kamara in the backfield. Brees looks right, throws, caught. Goal line, Mike Thomas! Touchdown, Saints! Mike Thomas and the Saints take the lead here in Baltimore on their second touchdown. WWL Saints Radio Network on the call. Drew Brees is, of course, just being Drew Brees, but they find themselves up four, but the uh, Joe Flacco and the Ravens have the ball. We'll see what happens in the actual game, but as far as fantasy, 183 yards, a couple of touchdowns for Drew Brees, 15.7, and they just, oh, that was the fourth down pass incomplete for the Ravens. So uh, I have to see how much time is left on the clock to see if it's over or not. A little three minutes. So they still got a chance. And that means more yards maybe for you and your Alvin Kamara. I need Alvin. I, yes, this is uh, the only team that Drew Brees has never beat. He's beaten 31 of the 32 teams. He's never beaten the Baltimore Ravens. All right, well, the Ravens got all their timeouts, so they're still in this thing. What about the running backs, Ethan? The running backs, the men that are the men on the on the gridiron. And this is uh, coming from a place we don't nor- normally uh, talk about running backs, Indianapolis and Marlon Mack. And off left side to Marlon Mack, and he's going to go. Touchdown, Marlon Mack, 20 yards away. That's the second rushing touchdown of the season for the Colts. On a handoff from Jacoby Brissett, Marlon Mack glides into the end zone from 20 yards away, cruising down the far sideline. It's 37-5. to That was Cody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, that was courtesy of Colts Radio Network. Uh, Marlon Mack, return of the Mack, 19 rushes, 126 yards, one touchdown, two receptions, 33 yards, and a touchdown uh, receiving. Now, that's if they can do that, they're going to take a lot of pressure off, off, uh, off Andrew Luck, off, uh, Andrew Luck and, and get this thing going. Let's move on to New England and uh, James White. Brady motions White across the formation, takes the snap. It's a touch pass to James White. Sprints to the far pylon. He's in. He's got his second touchdown of the day. And the Patriots expand their lead. That was WBZFM uh, and the Patriots Radio Network. James White, man, what can I say? They always find a way to get this man uh, the ball. 11 carries. 40 yards, but eight receptions, 57 yards, and two touchdowns. He can do it all. Let's move on out here to West Side. Todd Gurley. The Rams hurry up. Goff barking his call. He gets behind Sullivan the center. Gurley behind him. Here's the snap. First and goal. Todd goes in. Touchdown, Todd Gurley. Touchdown, LA. His second of week seven. And with 6.04 to go in the third, it's 31 to 7 Los Angeles. And they're on their way to 7 0. 93 1, 93.1 Jack FM Rams Radio Network. Todd Gurley, man. Like you said, he has more touchdowns in the first seven games than anyone in Rams history. 
He is the man. You give him the ball, he pays dividends. Hey, uh, quickly, we were just talking about the Ravens and the uh, Drew Brees and the Saints. They give it to Taysom Hill, who rushes for a first down, so the Ravens are using their timeouts. That's why you have that type of back in there to do those things. Hey, Scott, don't worry about it. I'm quickly just going to run these down. That's Adam Thielen. If you had him, he got to 26 points. Uh, Jarvis Landry, if you had him, he got to 25.7. Good game for him, 10 reception, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Finally, you have Michael Gallup who is uh, still playing right now against the with the Redskins going up against the Cowboys. So far, 81 yards and a touchdown, 17 points. We'll see if he's able to add more for himself. Uh, coming up, man, we got to talk about some of the bigger games and are the Patriots the team to beat in the AFC? We'll do it next. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington, Fox Sports Radio. All right, Ephraim, we got some suspensions to get to in the NBA. But first, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you. Um, give you an update quickly uh, on the score of the 20-10 uh, to 10 Redskins are over the Cowboys. And that was because Dak, Dak Prescott, I don't know what Dak was doing. You former linemen have to be upset with that. He had plenty of time. He was on his own two-yard line, backed up. He's, of course, uh, passing, so he's in his own end zone. And he just holds on to it and holds on to it. And then finally a linebacker comes after him, and he just about to get sacked, and he realizes. So then he just kind of throws it on the ground, fumbles it. He spins into the end zone, and instead of taking the safety, he fumbles the ball and gives up a touchdown. I, I, and it drove you crazy, and it drove all of us crazy yes. watching it as well. They have 420 left in this game. Dak and the Cowboys, as oh, he just avoided a sack there. Uh, they're still trying to find a way to get back in this thing and, and at least tie it, maybe put it in overtime or find a way to win it. Um, so I want to get to the suspensions here. So, all right, well, what, Todd Gurley just scored another touchdown. Did he? Just to throw that out there. Screen pass from Jared Goff uh, from about 15 yards out. So I'm thinking, yes, he is the MVP. I mean, obviously, we have a lot of football left, but, I mean, it's getting embarrassing how good he is and how many times he scores in a game. He's laughing. Look, ah, it's crazy, man. I wonder if I get another Carl's Jr. commercial. <laughs> Ridiculous. 38-10, to 10, Rams over the 49ers right now. Only undefeated team in the league. Dak is scrambling, got a first down. There is a flag, so we'll see what happened there. All right, well, in while we have a little time, and, by the way, Saints up 24-17. However, the Joe Flacco and the Ravens do have the ball, and they're marching. They're at their own 40 with about a minute 50 left in that game. And as you guys mentioned, the Ravens are the only team that Drew Brees has not beaten in his illustrious Hall of Fame career. So he's trying to do that, but the Ravens still have plenty of time, still have a timeout as well. Oh, no, Yeah, they do have one timeout left, so they have plenty of time to get this thing done, at least tie the game as they complete a nice pass. Now they're on the other side of the field about the Saints' 42-yard line. With a minute 25 left, plenty of time. Come on, Sneed. All right, we'll just ride this thing out for a moment here, and I'll get to these NBA suspensions in just a moment. Joe Flacco drops back, finds Crabtree over the middle, first down or close to it. Yep, first down. About the 32-yard line of the Saints. On the other side of this thing, we have, again, a 20-10 to Redskins uh, lead. And the Cowboys trying to do something off of the, especially that blunder from Dak Prescott. So we'll see what Joe Flacco is able to do here. Of course, uh, I have a feeling if they get close enough, we'll see a Lamar Jackson sighting. And this is what I mean by close enough as they're on the 15-yard line. No, nah, they can't put him. They're not going to put the ball in his hands at, at this point in the game. 
They've been doing it every other touchdown. No, you can't do that. This one, this one's important. You, you don't want to mishandle or fumble because the direct. Can Joe yeah. Flacco score in the red zone anymore? I mean, it's been all Lamar Jackson. That's true. <laughs> so, That's he's true. like, you oh, wait, what do I do in the red zone again? But nobody wants to answer those questions. So why did you take Joe Flacco out and uh, yeah, that's you, you bring Lamar Jackson and he fumbles? You don't want those questions. No, nah, you don't want that. All right, I'm going to casually start rolling these out. And if there's a score or anything that happens big in the game, we'll give you, of course, an update. So this is from New York. This is from Kiki uh, Vanduay, who is Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations. As Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted earlier, and uh, Alex Marvez, was, we were talking about with him, or was it Isaac? I can't remember. It was Alex. It, it was Alex. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, four games for Brandon Ingram. And the Touchdown, best thing- oh. Ravens. Touchdown, Ravens. Okay, Ravens. We got action. They said, Drew Brees, you can break every record, but you're not beating us. That's, we're we're going <laughs> to we hold action. on to that. Uh, 23-24, pending the uh, extra point. The and extra we know point. We that know those. what that means. We know what that means. So, Joe Flacco drives him the, down the field, gets him in position to tie the game. He's done his part. He has done his part. Touchdown to John Brown. He's done his part. And now, now, let's see. I just, uh, you know what? I almost don't want him to make it just so I can hear you talk about kickers. No, nah, I don't want to do that, man. I, I, I want him to be able to do his job. I want everybody to be able to do their job to the best of their ability. You know who the Ravens are? They're the AFC version of the Panthers. Ah, that makes that's a good. Nothing comparison. explosive, nothing great, nothing. That's a good you, you just look up, and if I give you the Saints, you're like, all right, whew, all right, we should have this game in the back. Oh, oh, oh he missed it. He, oh, he, he missed, missed it. it. He missed it. You've got he to miss the extra point with 24 seconds oh, left in the game. Tucker? That was Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. They're going to be calling him another the word extra point. than Tucker. The Saints are up 24 to 23 I told with you. 24 is, seconds where, left in the game. Where is the LeBron tweet when I need this it? This is ridiculous. And this is why you don't get to ride back home with us. Remember or, back in the day when a field goal was almost guaranteed? It was automatic. You it was moved like on. automatic. You went to the kitchen and got the guacamole because yeah, you knew it was 7-0. came back because you knew that the point was good or the three points was good, no matter where they kicked it from. But, but we talked in the language wow. of seven. Remember? You were like, oh, yeah, if you're, you know, oh, t- oh seven. You would say yep. seven. It you wasn't knew, six. It, it was, was seven. It was almost like, why moved. have a field goal? Because they're always making it. Now, the not so much. best thing, the best rule the NFL has ever changed you're is, right. the, is that rule. It, uh, you know what? That's the best rule. If you wanted excitement, goodness here you go. gracious, we just were I speaking just said, about it. And you're like, there's and it no came to way fruition. this can happen, right? This is ridiculous. Justin Tucker, you've been in the league too long. Now you're going to try to kick an onside kick? <laughs> and watch him get the onside kick just to make this even more. Oh, he's not going to get the onside kick. Not after having that sit on his chest like that. <laughs> not after having T-Sizzle oh. so t- stare, stare holes in your body. How you, is, think, how you think how you think T Sizzle feels right now? Terrell Suggs. How do you think Brown. do you think Touchdown, he's thinking catch. Justin Tucker's a great teammate? Flacco driving the team down, great drive, get a touchdown. We did our job. You do And yours. He, this was a bad kick too. Like he he I mean he mixed borderline is he dyslexic in that he thought there was another upright on the other side. That missed by a lot. <laughs> that was, it almost missed the right side. Of, well, our left, their right side of the net. Goodness gracious, A fan man. almost went home with a souvenir. Look at him. Look at eyes wide. How did that happen? I what, can't do what it. What happened, though? Because, okay, when they, it, when they switched, 
to going back to the, what is it, the 15 now? When they did that, I don't remember this many missed kicks that year. Like, what has happened to Man, kickers? This is just. And you can tell Lee is upset talking about fantasy kicker. Here we go. It, does does Kamara get anything for that? I doubt it. I wish. <laughs> does that count as a catch? Al, Alvin Kamara of the Saints uh, recovers the onside kick. 23 seconds left in the game. Ravens have one timeout. Doesn't matter. Game blouses. Blouses, man. On the other screen, Dak Prescott is on the move with 2.30 left in the game. Uh, down into the red zone. Uh, Washington on the ball. Well, not quite on the red zone. 21-yard line move going in. And keep in oh. mind, they have three timeouts, too. And obviously, if they were to score here, they have the uh, the two-point. Yeah, it would only be a three-point game right now. So, Because you you and Lee were talking about it's over, and I said, no, nah, there's a chance. Dak's on the move again, another first down uh, rush. Two-minute warning. Two-minute warning, but the fact of the matter is he just gave them seven points two minutes he ago. He did. He gave them seven points. Him, himself, personally, not, not <laughs> anything else. He gave them seven points. Bump all in that. A, I want to go three back point, to this kicker. In a three-point game, though. Look at Flacco saying, man, you know if this kicker went on our team, talking to Drew Brees, you know you wouldn't. It's still been uh, undefeated against the Drew the Brees has now beaten all 32 teams to add to all of the rest of his illustrial, illustrious records. Yeah, it's, he's going to pass – Everyone. He has now, I think it's 38 more touchdowns, is it, to beat Brett Favre? How many? Yeah, it's uh, touchdown passes. Or Peyton Manning, I'm sorry, not Brett Favre. I think he needs like 30-something more to surpass Peyton Manning. So if he plays another year, which it look, quite which looks he like he, he can, then he'll pass it next year. So he'll have most yards, most touchdowns, will have beaten all 32 teams. I mean, it, it, Drew Brees might get to the point where we might have to start I having this conversation. I can't believe Justin Tucker just missed his kick. I said it too. I said this is re- oh my god. I said there's no guarantee. The only guarantee for you for all you out there listening. I said I wanted to hear E from. Didn't you I say don't it? know how deflating it is for a team for an offensive member of the team to drive down the field, score a touchdown, or put a team or put your team in position to kick the game-winning field goal. And in a more than reasonable distance, chip shots is what they call them. Yeah, they're supposed to be. And the kicker doesn't make the kick. It's no- is there any way I can try to put you in their head? What what doesn't work? What's man. the psyche? You know, I'm asking you, you, you. Do you think it's no, more? No, I don't know what it is, and that's the problem. No one knows what that thing is that makes kickers kick a U-turn with the ball. <laughs> No, that one, this was really bad for those that who were, was a maybe bended, driving. That was a bended like Beckham. Yeah, this for okay. those driving who didn't get a chance to see this. And this it was awful. I mean, seriously, they could have added another one upright. He would have scored from the midfield line on the pitch if he was playing football or soccer, as we call yeah. it in America. He's playing he the wrong type like of football. Yeah, that was okay? that was bad. Oh, and then we're gonna break here, but another quick update: Aaron Donald. Four sacks today. Beast. Career high for him. Four sacks for Aaron Donald. Beast. So, those NBA suspensions, if you saw the 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 brawl in L.A., by the way, the best meme goes to, I don't know who created it, but you know how there's Oscar De La Hoya at the Staples Center, the statue? 
they took his face and put in Rondo. <laughs> and then they put, like, Rondo's fighting stats at the bottom. That's the best meme right now. We'll give you those next, those suspensions in the NBA. You'll hear them next, Fox Sports Radio. A little yellow wolf for you on a Sunday. Are you? Why that face? Yellow Beezy? I say yellow wolf. Who is this? Yellow Beezy. Yellow Weezy? Beezy. Who's yellow Beezy? I don't know that. Yeah. I thought it was yellow wolf. Yellow wolf's a white guy. This not? This not? No, it's not. <laughs> you could have. You could have fooled me. You did fool me. <laughs> Learn something new every day, I guess. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Ephraim Salam, Kelvin Washington with you. Uh, So a touchdown, Dak Prescott runs it in the end zone, and they get the extra point, which, again, are not given anymore. (laughs) So the Redskins are up 20-17. to It's third and nine for the Redskins. The uh, Cowboys decide to kick off as opposed to going for the onside kick. So big, big, big play for both teams here. And the Rams and 49ers, can they just run out the clock? Are you allowed to just forfeit? Just running clock. Are you allowed to just, point, yeah, just, just like we clock. agree. Like, there should be an agreement. Like, if the coach on both sides agree, we agree to a running clock. And just run the clock. Because they have 324 left, but the Rams are up 39 to 10 on the 49ers. And the Rams have the ball. So it's just, it's just getting brutal. I mean, they need to just, yeah, like intentionally walk in batters. Just, hey, we're, gonna, we're not going to waste these four pitches. We'll just put them on first base. All right, we'll keep you updated on this Redskin as uh, game as again the Cowboys are looking to uh, come back. Great tackle there. Alex Smith tries to run for the first down, almost got the first down, about two well, yards short. But the bad part is he goes out of bounds. Yeah. So he saves the Cowboys from having to use their last timeout. Sean Lee hawked him down, which you know, is why Sean he's Lee, one of the sideline bad- to yeah, sideline baby. One of the better uh, linebackers in the game. He was running fast, man. And that tackle still looked like it might have took a little out of Alex Smith. So now it's fourth and three. They're going to punt, and uh, Dallas will get the ball. So we'll keep you updated. All right. With that being said, Ethan, we got I, action. We do have action in that game, uh, which will be good that we have another game that is going down to the wire. I want to give you. So Brandon Ingram is suspended four games. And the good thing about this is they kind of explain why. I'll, I'll get to the Ingram side. Ingram has been suspended for aggressively returning to and escalating the altercation and throwing a punch in the direction of Paul confronting a game official in a hostile manner. He tried to check the ref, if you recall. Right. It was a bit much. And uh, instigating the overall incident by shoving rockets James Harden. So that was strange. If, if, if you saw it, he pushes James Harden in the back because James Harden's talking to the ref saying, and one, that should be an and one. Like, he's not even thinking about Brandon Ingram. And so Brandon Ingram just got heated out of the blue and uh, decided to try to take it to the streets. Rondo has been suspended for instigating a physical altercation with uh, and spitting and throwing. Uh, so they did say spitting and throwing multiple punches. So it's been three games for Rondo and then two for Chris Paul, who has been uh, he's serving his suspension tonight when the Rockets play the Clippers uh, and he'll have to miss another game as well. So there you have it. Um, those are the suspensions for those NBA players in last night's Laker Rocket uh, brawl. You cool with those suspensions, more or less? I am. I am. Uh, I think Brandon should have gotten the, the biggest suspension because he came back into the melee and swinging at people from behind. And I don't. I, that's just, you know, you squared up and you going back and forth and all that tensions are high. But when you come into the uh, – that's yeah, one thing. Like when you that. come back into the melee like that and you throw a punch at someone who can't see you, I can't, we can't do that. And especially know. when I still don't get why you were in it in the first place. 
you know, you're mad because James Harden got a foul and he in a layup and you thought it shouldn't have been an and one. It was pretty strange. Yeah, I'm okay with it. To be honest with you, I applaud the NBA for not getting carried away. Yeah. Because the NBA used to get carried away 15 with 15 games. Things. Yeah, they would like, get 15, whoa, whoa, 20 whoa, whoa. games and, you know, $5 million and all these different things. They used to get carried away. That's the problem, by the way, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. They don't have that downhill threat, as you mentioned, uh, off the air. We were talking about it. They just threw about a 30-yard pass to Cole Beasley, and he's so small. It just, outside. It, you know, it didn't work out. So, third and 10 for the Cowboys. Again, we'll let you know what happens on this play. But I, I thought I am applaud the NBA for not overreacting. Yeah, I, only two I, games for Chris Paul pushing a finger in a guy's eye and throwing a couple that's of punches. Fine. Himself. I mean, it, it, it was heated. Uh, you got two point guards who, you know, have spicy demeanors to say the least. Uh, and so I, I just think, you know, both guys have had problems with their own teammates liking them. So you know, they're not going to like each other. That's a great point. A big, 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 big play. Dak Prescott, Cole Beasley pick up about 20, 25 yard pass. It looked like uh, Cole Beasley has some little. He has some ups right there. Yeah, he did. He, he went, up, up, he went up and got it. Uh, they're currently, uh, what about the, i say the 45-yard line? Yeah. Probably about, t- I would say, 10 to 15 yards away from field goal range, but who knows what that is these days. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, you think I about this. We, we see, we've we just witnessed an extra point being missed. You, know- you lose by one. But then earlier in the earlier game, we see a 59-yard field goal kicked to win in overtime. Like, so I don't know Browns. what the range is. And that same kicker for the Browns or for the Buccaneers missed early. Yep. So I'm, I don't it know. missed, I think, three extra points in the I year. Don't so what to, I don't know it, what to do. It, we don't know. And the Browns are sitting there saying there's no way, no way, no. He made this. All the field goals we had a chance to win, and then he had the nerve to make this. It's been absolutely uh, uh, ridiculous. I don't know what's going on. We got to figure it out. We have to see what's going to happen. Um I don't know if, you know, a 20-yard field goal or a 60-yard field goal, they both you know, seem to be the same thing. That's a great point. And, and you know why one of the plays I liked earlier in the season, last week I believe it was, when Aaron Rodgers went on Aaron Rodgers last week against uh, – who was it against? Who was the comeback of the Packers last week? I can't – just off the top of my – was it the Redskins? Was it the Redskins? can't remember. But the Packers, he came back and he kept – throwing those amazing passes, and you're like, okay, they're going to kick a field goal here. And he did one time, he looked at the, the sideline, and he threw up a one. Nice pass again, Dak Prescott. They pick about a 15-yard. They're a couple yards away from what is, quote, unquote, I'm giving you air quotes, field goal range. Score a touchdown. Try That's my point. Aaron Rodgers kept going, and they were like, I will kick a field goal. And he looked at his sideline, and he threw up the one, saying, I'm going for one more. Remember that? Yep. Yep. Go for the points. They played San Francisco last year. I San, mean, last week. San Francisco, yep. great. Yeah, he came back, and everybody's like, all right, cool. They got enough yards. He's like, uh-uh. And remember that, eight seconds left at about the 12-yard line, and he still tried to go for a touchdown. They're going to review this play. Uh, there was a another 12-yard pickup for the Cowboys, but uh, they're going to review it because Redskin players are saying it was incomplete. Of course, Cowboy, Cowboy players are saying it was caught. But while they're reviewing this, that was my point. Aaron Rodgers said, I'm not putting it in the hand of this kicker, Crosby, who missed, what, four or five extra yes. uh, field goals a week prior? Yep. He came back and hit a, be- uh, a game winner, though. That was uh, 
But that, that I that love that Aaron Rodgers said, I'm going to get you absolutely as close as, as possible. possible. There's no just, all right, we're cool, we're in the 30. That should be good enough. No, no, no. Oh, man. All he bets walked are off. him all the way down to about the 12-yard line. So here you go. We've got a final uh, final seconds ticking off the Rams game. Rams, uh, Los Angeles Rams 39, San Francisco 49ers 10. That is uh, the Rams' the seventh win. Manatee? They're 7-0. Uh, the only undefeated team in the National Football League and have a firm grasp and stronghold on the NFC. I don't think there's a team better. I mean, the Patriots no, are the Patriots. So if it came down, there's not to- a team better. A, a, a total team. There's not a team better offensively or defensively uh, than the Rams. And a credit to them because I spoke about it this off season. They didn't rest on their laurels. They had a good. Mm-hmm. A great season last year. A lot of guys stepped up. We we got to meet the the true Jared Goff. Uh, uh, Curly, a girly, got back to his 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 ways that we saw two years prior. Yeah, right, and they said, "Hey, we have to get better." And they went out and got key pieces in free agency. Uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. That's a big. They one. got Dominican Sue. They went out and got Peters, Akeem Talib. All of these pieces. Because they didn't want to be in a situation where other teams around them got better. They wanted to get better, and it's it's, it's showing and proving dividends right now. All in. And speaking of all in, the Cowboys are all in good position to have a chance to tie this game. That was reviewed and uh, said it was a catch. So now they're at about the 31-yard line of the Redskins. They're close enough to kick it. No, goal, they're not. But I think they're going to Aaron Rodgers this. When they hand off to Zeke, he picks up maybe an extra two yards or so, give or take. There you go, Lee. You got two yards. Did that help you at all? Did that put you over double digits so that I counted as one? Timeout. Three seconds left. I'll take what I could get. I guess it is in I the hands like, of the did kickers. You, did you like that play? If I'm gonna, I want to pick up more yards. Let's. Well, they just wanted to get it in the middle of the field. I know, field. but I'm just saying what we've been talking about. I want to pick up. 10, but you, but you don't want to. Just this. What What are your predictions here? The Cowboys. So he's dead smack in the middle. He's dead about the, smack in the middle. About the 30, 29 yard line. So it'll be roughly what is that? The thirty, the twenty nine yard line. So it's about what is that's that? A, 40, 46? That's a thirty nine yard field 40, goal. Thirty nine? No, it's more than that. Forty six. Forty six yard field goal. What do we got? He's missing. Anybody? Upright. Lee, what do you got? He hits the upright. What do you got, Lee? Quick, quick. We're getting an OT. Bobo, what you think? I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm mad that they didn't go oh, for it. Oh, wait, hold on. We might have an offside. We here. might have an off, uh, either an offside or a or false, false start. start. If it's a false if start, it's a false start I'm definitely it. saying he's missing. This is a big call. Oh, false start. You've got to be kidding. False start. I'm sticking now 52. 52 yards. What do you got, Lee? You still going to overtime? Not so confident this time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's off the upright. What about you? All just asking us questions. Even you haven't said anything. Oh, uh, he he misses. Okay. Yeah, he misses. Here we go, man. He got it. Kick is up, and it is no good. Hey, off the upright. <laughs> off the upright. I told you it was Game. off the upright. Game I told you it was off over. the upright. <laughs> Game you. blouses. I told you. I told you it was off the for upright. All those people out there who were constantly getting on me for being hard on kickers. I don't. I. I. 
You guys haven't lived it like I've lived it, all right? No, you oh, you only we... get to watch. I know what that feels like. So I have no compassion. Can I get some more credit? But I didn't just say he was gonna miss it. You said off the I upright. Off you the did. Upright. You did. And that five yards. And that's what I. That five, that yard five was yards huge. was huge. And that's why I said I didn't like that Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, I know they lost the five yards, but I said go. Aaron Rodgers to me was the blueprint. If you can pick up ten more yards on a quick out, then pick ten pick more, 10 yards, more up. yards up. That is remarkable. Look at Bobo. Bobo can't even sit down. <laughs> Our Man. board operator Bobo is a, is, is a die serious diehard cowboy fan. Bobo, the people want to know how you're feeling right now. Speak to us. I just want to go pack up Jason Garrett's office right now. Oh, that's all I want to do. Good. There's no reason when you had enough time to even try to get it in the end zone to end the game that you run it to try to go in the OT. You go for the win. You don't go for the tie. Like that's the dumbest thing. You could have done right there. They didn't. They didn't manage that clock. Okay, well, I they agree. did not. So, they did so, not so Bobo, that you clock. brought up a good point that I want to talk about. Let's do it on the other side. On the other side, I want to. I want to talk about that statement that you just made, Bobo. Write that down so you remember that. We'll get to Ilo right now. <laughs> Isaac Lowenkron, what's going on, man? What's trending? We know it's trending down in Dallas. Yeah, I've been breathing into a paper bag for the last uh, two minutes, <laughs> trying to recover. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, we start with the news out of the NBA. The league says. Spending Brandon Ingram of the Lakers four games, teammate Rajon Rondo three games, and Houston Rocket Chris Paul two games for their roles in last night's altercation. The NBA's investigation also confirmed that Rondo did indeed spit at Chris Paul. Quoting from the NBA press release, Ingram was suspended for aggressively returning to and escalating the altercation and throwing a punch in the direction of Paul, confronting a game official in a hostile manner and instigating the overall incident. Rondo suspended for instigating a physical altercation with and spitting and throwing multiple punches at Paul. Paul was suspended for poking at and making contact with the face of Rondo and throwing multiple punches at him. And we have some new details as we speak. NBA Vice President Kiki Vandeway, who handed out the suspensions, holding a conference call with reporters and Bill Oram of The Atlantic said that Vandeway said on the call that Ingram threw an extremely aggressive punch. Vandeway also saying about Rondo's spitting, quote, obviously Rajon has his own view of what happened. I think that we had a clear view that however you want to interpret it, that there was a spitting in Chris Paul's direction, unquote. I guess Ingram and Rondo don't have to ask, Kiki, do you love me? Because the answer oh. is apparently no. That being Vandaway. You just won the day. <laughs> uh, you, that was the best of the that was the best of since Ilo, I've been here. You just won the day. Well, we knew Brett Maher of the Cowboys wasn't going to win the day after what he just did. This Man. report presented by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, as we speak, thanks to our outstanding editing crew here at Fox Sports Radio, what we just experienced moments ago, the Cowboys attempting a game-tying 52-yard field goal against Washington with Washington leading in the final seconds 20-17. to Kelvin and Ephraim, how about not one but both calls from both teams' radio crews? Like you ready? Like Here we it. go with Washington's call first. We are set. Snap the spot. Kick is on the way, and it yeah. hits the upright. No good. Redskins win. Redskins win 2017. 
Both sides now. Here's the call on Cowboys Radio from Brad Sham on 105.3 The Fan. Maher certainly still has the leg from here. For the tie with three seconds. 52. Kicks away. Line drive. 52. Hit the left upright and bounced out. The game is over. The Cowboys lose to Washington 20-17. to Ravens trailed the Saints 24-17, scored a touchdown with 24 seconds left to make it a one-point game as Justin Tucker attempted the extra point for the tie on WBAL. Up to this kick, Tucker in his entire career had attempted 222 extra points and had made 222 extra points. Tucker's extra point to tie the game. The kick is up and it is... Oh! No good! No good! It drifted wide right. Justin Tucker has never missed an extra point in his career, and the house is utterly shocked. And finally, in Northern California, the Rams went at San Francisco 39-10 to go to 7-0. Todd Gurley, two touchdown runs, one touchdown reception for the Rams. Guys, back to you. Man, goodness gracious. Kickers are not, uh, you know what I don't want to be right now? Next to Bobo, because he's really distraught right now. And I feel you. I feel you. I'm just now sort of, kind of, sort of coming back out of the closet woosah. with my team. Bobo, woosah. A whole lot of woosah. I wish we were at the teriyaki place right now. I would get you some sake or something. <laughs> it, be, it would be it's on just, me, Bobo. Dude, that just don't make no sense. So man. you guys are going to get to yeah what you were just discussing in one moment, because I do want to tell the people that we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. Visit with, with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You guys want to discuss, I guess going for the win was what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I do. Uh, you 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 brought up a good point, Bobo, and you said, you know, you go for the tie, or you go for the win, right, and not try to settle for it's, the tie. You still had a timeout left. Right. Like, what? Come on, seriously? You go for the win. So... I'm not sure how many people saw the early, early game. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. With Tennessee and the Los Angeles Chargers in London across the pond. But Tennessee drives down the field. They score a touchdown. They're within one point of tying the game. Kicking the extra point, tying the game. Similar to this situation. Jason uh, Vrabel, uh, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel. as the head coach of the Titans, decides he's going to go for two. He's not going to kick the extra point for the tie. He's going to run a two-point play and win the game outright. They did not. They failed. They lose the game. Tennessee Titans lost the game 19-20. to So I ask you, in that moment, do you think Mike Variable made the right call for his team. Yes. What about for, you? For that specific team? For, yes. For this? Yes. Yes. What about you, uh, Lee? No, you got to tie it up. You got to go to overtime there. Give the London fans a little more action. Okay, so. Okay, speaking. Hold on, hold on. Lee, speaking not as a sports guy, as a fan, as let's say that's your team. What do you want? Do you want a, a overtime where you can possibly blow the game anyway or just win it right now? I, I say go to overtime. You got to force that overtime, see what you could do there. You don't want to lose it on one play like that. So what you got to realize is, let me set this up a little bit for you. So the second half of the game, Tennessee Titans dominated, 
right? They dominated. They were able to move the ball at will. They gave the the Chargers a, a, a you know a trouble moving the ball. So they were in 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 firm control of the situation. So instead of tying the ball uh, uh, tying the ball game up and going into overtime with the momentum you've built in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, they decide, hey, look. We're going to go for the win right now on a two-point play instead of putting the hands, uh, the game in the hands of our defense, you know, in the overtime. I'm, in that instant, I'm thinking I'm on the fence, right? Because mm-hmm. if we just – this is a great conversation because we just got both parallels at the same time. Right. Right? We got one instance where – they're going for two to win the game, and then we have this instance where they're going to try to tie the game instead of going for the win, right? Mm-hmm. And they both failed. They <laughs> so both failed. They both failed, but it's all about what side of the coin. If Can I, I explain my, my reasoning? Okay, go ahead. Here's my reasoning why. If I were in that locker room or Bobo, as he said, a fan, I feel like my coach, he kind of, I can't say that term, he was uh, gutsy. And he went out there and said, let's go win this thing. He had big football. Versus scared money don't make no money. Right. And I feel like the Cowboys were playing scared. scared. Let's do this. Let's that run wasn't it. Even, let's that get wasn't in the scared. middle. That was horrified. Hor- <laughs> okay. You had horrified. a timeout left and still 12 seconds on the clock. And, and you just saw, and I hate to keep bringing this up, but you saw a guy who's beaten you before. You saw a guy who has been held as maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. Last week, Aaron Rodgers, go down the field and say, no, go at it. They're like, all right, cool. That's Lauren. No. Threw it again. They said no and threw it again, but it was incomplete because they tried to get a touchdown. And you, I watched that. I was like, that's a freaking winner. That's what dude said, no, 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 no. We're winning this game. Even on top of that, there was still there was still the, the fact that Cole Beasley was catching that ball like right. magical. Like it, right. Cole just two or three amazing catches Three amazing drive. catches right there, and then you don't trust him enough to try to do it again? Just get, Like, it, dude. I'm not even saying go for the touch. I mean, yes, if you want to, great. But at least pick up 15 more yards on an out that you say, all right. Exactly. Kicker, this is all you need now. We're down at the 2018-yard line. Because that run gave him, what, an additional, like, five or six yards? No, 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 no. It was uh, two-yard. It was two? Come on, man. If that. If that. It was like a yard, yard. They basically weren't doing it to gain yards. They were doing it to to position the ball in the middle of the field. Yeah, I didn't like that. Now, here's why I'm okay when you asked about earlier the Titans going for it. I like that they said we were down in this game. We're on the road. Extremely. We're on the plane, in yeah, fact. Not even on the road. We're, we're on, on the plane. We're continent. on a di- different continent. And I like that they said with our running style quarterback and Marcus Mariota, he should be able to at least make a pass if he's not there running in the end zone. And I don't mind it. I think Mike Vrabel realizes he's probably got a little leeway with the team. I think there's been probably some conversation with the GM like, hey, you're our guy. Let's just keep getting better and let's keep building. You don't do that if you have if you don't have job security. So I think he knows they trust me, they believe in me. Let's go for this W. But I'm just I'm just upset with the Cowboys. They frustrate me. MVPs next, and I'm sure Jason Garrett is not one of them. Fox Sports Radio. Man, we got a lot going on today. Uh, it's been a fun one. We've got missed kicks. We got Eric Reed calling on Malcolm Jenkins. We got uh, suspensions and punches last night in the NBA. It's been a fun one, that's for sure. Um, and hopefully you're still doing well in your fantasy league. 
I'm hoping on that. We'll see. I got one more player to play tomorrow night. Great Our news. backup quarterback. All right. Oh, yeah. You, I love how you don't tell us who he is, by no, the way, because it's Eli Manning. Great <laughs> news. That's not great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Right now, it's MVPs. Here we go. Go get it. Let's go. That's it. This is Fox Football Sunday. MVP. Most valuable plays. Titans versus Chargers. Rivers looking to pass, and he wants it all. Left sideline, Tyrell Williams, reception made. 30, 20, 15, 10, touchdown, Tyrell. A one-play, 75-yard drive has Phillip Rivers strutting like a superstar down the sideline. Chargers Radio, KFI 640 AM. Patriots and Bears. And the punt with O'Donnell standing on his 30. He has it shoulder high. And Got the punt it. is blocked Got it. right up the Pick middle. Blocked by Hightower. Score. It's going to be picked up by the Patriots. Van Noy yeah. from the 10 to the 5. Raising his arms to the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. Dante Hightower, baby. Wow. WBZ-FM and the Patriots Radio Network. Bills and Colts. Third and four from the five-yard line. Andrew Luck to throw. Looking, looking, going out to the right side. Still looking. Now he's a runner. He's at the 10. Throws up field in the end zone. T.Y. Hilton. Touchdown. Touchdown. A five-yard pass from Andrew Luck. His third touchdown of the season. Colts Radio Network. Lions and Dolphins. Third and goal from the Dolphin four. Stafford backs up into the gun. Brings Robertson motion right to left. Matthews got it. Straight drop. Looks, looks, throws. Enzo caught. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Guess who? Michael Roberts back and having a big, big day. WJR 760 AM Lions Radio Network. Vikings and Jets. Cousins hands the ball to Latavius. He has room up the middle. 35-30. Speed to the 20. Inside the 10. Touchdown! 38-yard touchdown by Latavius Murray. And the T-Train is chugging today. K-Fan Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. Panthers and Eagles. Third down and goal, the one-yard line. Man hurts, wiggle motion. Newton fakes and throws end zone. Caught Olsen, touchdown at the top of the S in Eagles. WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. Texans and Jaguars. Second and eight at the Jacksonville 10. Watson in the gun with Miller to his left. Hopkins short side right. Deshaun gets the snap, throws right side. He has Nuke. Touchdown, Houston. DeAndre Hopkins with the TD reception off the arm of Deshaun Watson. KILT 610 Texans Radio Network. Rams at 49ers. Now the punt from Kenyon. He starts from his own two, and JoJo Natson creeps up in front of his 30, awaiting the punt, which is smashed, blocked into the end zone, and knocked out the back. But the Rams will take the safety. Ow. Unbelievable. How does Corey Littleton do it? 93-1 Jack FM, Rams Radio Network. Saints and Ravens. Second down and goal from the five-yard line. Breeze in the shotgun, two receivers to either side. Kamara in the backfield. Breeze looks right, throws, caught. Goal line, Mike Thomas. Touchdown, Saints. Mike Thomas and the Saints take the lead here in Baltimore on their second touchdown. WWL and the Saints Radio Network. Here we go. 
Browns and Buccaneers. Buccaneers will attempt again a 59-yard field goal to try to win with a minute 55 to go and two timeouts left for the Browns. Here's the spot, the kick, airborne. Chandler Catanzaro. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? It's good! The Buccaneers win in overtime. 59-yard field goal. Chandler Catanzaro. 98 Rock in the Buccaneers Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Guys are doing a hell of a job. That is unbelievable. This is Fox Football Sunday. Those All right, there you have it. Uh, thank MVP. you to Chris Lindsley and the Fox Sports Radio editing crew and everybody else who uh, helped out with that. We appreciate it. And Ephraim, we got a little over a minute left. And, and should we just go straight into kind of the bad, the worst thing we saw today was kickers? Should we yes. just, just go there? Jason yes. Garrett. Jason Garrett the kicking position is what uh, was Bobo terrible says. today. I'm going to go kicking. They affected so many the outcomes of so many games. And and if I were to go the best thing that I saw today, I hate to be a homer or halfway homer <laughs> oh, with the go. Lions running the ball. I I know we've talked we've we joked go. a lot about me and my Lions, my fandom and we're going through relationship issues right now. All relationships have that. <laughs> but for them to run the ball for over 250 yards or what have you and Rushed 35 times, I'm telling you. That is rare. They didn't even really do that with Barry, as someone mentioned. I, I can't remember exactly who it was we had on the show. But even with Barry, they just say, hey, hey, Barry, you know, here's 18 carries. You make those yeah, 18, 140 yards. That was uh, Mark Slayer. Mark Slayer joined yeah. us earlier. So, for me, it was the Lions. It's running and running for a lot of times and running for a lot of yards. The best thing I saw today was Drew Brees finally getting that last oh, yeah. team checked off his uh, uh, opponents he's defeated. Uh, Yours is he's, best and worst in the same game. He's now defeated thirty all thirty two teams in his illustrious career. Shout uh, out to Drew Brees. Shout out to Drew Brees, and uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I gotta be gone for a week or so, man. I gotta go have a baby on Tuesday. Go have a baby. Congratulations. I'll hold it down. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll let you. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors 
has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 